But I'm waiting for your cue. Elliot. Harry. Do us the favors. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Day Drinking with Gary and Elliot. I am your host, Elliot Blake. Sitting across from me is my equa host, Gary Anthony Williams. Oh, oh that's your last name. Yes. Uh, Shit. Uh, yeah. I, got, I had that wrong. I don't know. You, you know what? It doesn't even matter anymore. Okay. I am so internally happy. <laughs> Nothing matters anymore, Elliot. Nothing. You could get up from that chair. Uh-huh. Stand on this table. Mm-hmm. Judo kicked me in the throat. <laughs> I, <laughs> I wouldn't care. Okay. I am so, as as as, as Lori Allen says, I'm so happy from the inside. Yeah. She always used to remind me, Gary, an apple rots from the core out. Mm. I don't know if that's true. <laughs> but also happiness comes from the core out. Well, I tell you what, I'm happy here, here. because mm-hmm. you recognize my judo skills. Yeah, your judo kicks. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah. Just make sure you have clean feet when you do it. Oh, yeah. Oh, you got to think really, about funky feet. It would be really rude oh. to kick someone in the throat with a dirty foot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'd ju- never. Judoists yeah. are known I'd for never. washing their feet yes, before a fight. The cleanest, yeah. the cleanest yeah. of the martial arts feet. Yeah. So if Thank you God. ever want to fight a judoman, what you want to <laughs> do is f- find one in a muddy field. Because they're going to wash them before. Yeah. You sneak up on a bunch of Judamen in a muddy field, <laughs> it's, it's a smorgasbord for you. Because they, they cannot they, they, they cannot fight back until their feet until are clean. Until their feet are clean. And then if they're in a muddy field, you know, they might be clean for a second. Yep. As soon as they land back as soon down as they on the down, ground, down. muddy again. Yep. Yep. I'm glad we could talk about this. Me too. <laughs> lore, lore. Welcome. We, Thank you. We can't wait to hear that recognizable voice. <laughs> That's right, Gary Anthony Winston. I'm sorry, William. Why, why do you think they say it's recognizable? I don't know. Um, I do know that Diane Simmons from Family Guy is based on my mom because my my folks are voiceover people. So, oh. right? So, like, that should be on IMDb. Jeez. Wait, um, wait, wait. Both your ma and your pa are voiceover people? They are. They're, I grew up in the Washington, D.C. area, and my parents met at theater school. They met at theater school, like theater camp, and then my mom went off to do arena stage, and so did my dad, and then he went off and started an ad agency and writing commercials and jingles and music, and mom was still acting, and she did voiceover, so... In my house, and all the women sound like this, um, but oh, wow. my mom would be like, good night, see you at 7.30. And that's exactly like what, oh, you know, my that's gosh. what Diane sounds oh, like, right? Oh, she so. does. Oh, I feel like I'm watching an episode of the show right now. Right? Elliot, mm-hmm. we've already plunged head deep yep. into goodness. Yes. We're already talking about her family. Uh-huh. But before we do, mm-hmm. I know Lori Allen. Yeah. I've been around her. Mm-hmm. I, I recognize her voice. Yes. She is a woman who needs a drink before she does anything. Yes, please. Well, and some of these banana chips. Oh, yeah. We can, we can Delicious arrange plenty. for both. Yeah, we can. Yeah, is that going to be bad if I just like snack right no, into no. someone's here's ear, a, you swear? No. Here's another vegan chip, Oh, I thought that was a spit, a spit bucket. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> it's just more food. If somebody could spit a perfect-looking chip like that, then <laughs> have at it, and I will eat. I will let them baby bird <laughs> chips into my mouth. <laughs> have you ever been baby birded? No. Okay, one time. I, this is real. I used to have this old business partner, Elliot. Yeah. And we were all uh, sitting around running a film festival, and... And uh, we were drinking bourbon, and I said, baby bird me some, as a joke. Tilted my head back and closed my eyes, and the next thing I know is there's warm bourbon spit coming into my mouth. And when that happens, literally, you just immediately swallow. It's like... (laughs) 
<laughs> that is uh, not how bourbon should be delivered. No. What's and it that, called when you do that with pot? When you like your um, oh shotgun? Yeah. Yeah. That's the only way I'm like I didn't really smoke pot. Oh. Sort of accept you, you got it. shotgunned you in it. it. Oh. Mm-hmm. Well, so have you been shotgunned pot? You have been in the past. No. Okay. No, I'm just kidding. Yes, very much so. The other night, in fact, somebody was vaping, hmm. and I was like, I'm a voice actor. I don't want to buy my vocal cords. And he was just, I was like, just blow it on me, in me, <laughs> every orifice. Let's do this. Just blow. <laughs> so, well, okay, Elliot, yeah. let's get to this drink. We have so much to discuss. All right. Her getting shotgunned. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mother speaking like a newscaster every night. Uh-huh. Um, dad in the in the big leagues yeah and that's all okay those three things <laughs> the, all those three things okay all right um so laura you uh you you said you like a, a tequila drink. yes i you do like, you like a tequila ginger beer and so that was something that you 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 sent me a recipe I, only because I looked yeah. it up, I was like, that looks so yeah. freaking good. So, so I, and I did not take that as a, this is what I must have. But, right. But so I, I thought about what it might be. And I went into my book, uh, Create 100 Cocktails, Home Bar Guys, Deep Dive into the Art of Cocktail Creation, which, which I, I'm going to give to all my sober friends. Oh, okay, go ahead. You. Great. Mm-hmm. Yes, they'll love it. Well, um, well they can use practical. it for other stuff to make. Yeah. It's uh, good airplanes. kindlings. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> paper airplanes. Yep. Yeah. yeah, it's very, it's very good for that stuff. Uh, there's a drink in that in the book uh, in the the first very first drink in the uh, agave section called Almost Blue. What I made for this guy, uh, uh, I can't even really pronounce his name. It's the most interesting name I've ever heard. Frank Frankish Lay, F R A N X I S L A Y. Wow. Frankish Lay. He's Jewish. Definitely not. I saw his picture. He's definitely not Jewish. Um, well, I suppose he could be. You know what? I can't rule really anything I out. I really want to see what kind of picture, unless he was wearing a shirt that said, I'm definitely not Jewish, that was, and I'm not kidding. Then I would that, believe he's That's what it not. was. Okay. <laughs> that's what it was. No, his, his last name was definitely not a Jewish name. So it was something. He didn't shorten it from what is his last name? What is it? Uh, well, I can't. I'm not gonna. I don't want to give oh, out his last name. His, his right. last name because he's okay. in the program. Because and he, then he might right exactly. Okay. So, um, but it was definitely not Steen or Berg. So, uh, and you say this as and I say this as a, as a Steenberg. Okay. Yeah, I'm right. not Jewish. I have a, I have a very I have a Jewish last name. But my mother was like, "That is so Jewy. I think we should just change it and use my maiden name." And I was like, mm. "So I use my middle name." But my last name is a Berg. Okay. It's yeah. definitely a bird. My oh. full last name. That's why, like, on Tinder IMDb, you can find me, so I can't ever change my age or my name anywhere, because you can find it. Wait, you find just me. call it Tinder IMDb? Yeah, yeah, I think that's one thing. I think we should just combine them. Is this real? Are we dating over? <laughs> Have I missed the... No, there is a new dating site called Hinge, which sounds so janky, the isn't hinge? it? Not The Hinge, just Hinge. Oh. What, what, what does what that mean? It, like, what what is a, what's on? the kick? That's, the kick yeah. is that it's really easy to fill out. And for older people, you're like, I like that person. You just press on it. You don't have to swipe right or left. And you're like, oh, shit, I just swiped right on some, like, guy that lives in Hawaii with one eye. Like, you know, it just you it just keeps you focused, which I need, clearly. But what does All that right. name come from, do you think, Hinge? Like, what is it? Like, <laughs> no. what your it next... Hinges on your ability to use a smartphone. Okay. Right. Exactly. Maybe that's it. Yes, I, I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Anyway, drink. right, Drinking. right. So back to the drink. So he, he requested a blue tequila drink. And uh, and I, I thought, well, actually, he, re- he requested a, a tequila drink, and he wanted it to be named something that had blue in the name. I thought, all right, well, I don't know exactly what this drink is going to be, but I thought it should at least look blue. And I could have used, I thought, well, I could 
blue is a, a difficult uh, uh, ingredient color, you know, because it's one of the most difficult in the world. It's one of the most difficult because it doesn't naturally occur like in a lot right. of foods, right? So, Nothing in nature is blue. Let's no, no, just get that I'm out of the way. In a lot of foods, it's oh. not right. Blueberries, but even blueberries oh, oh. are kind of kind of purplish, you know, yeah. violet, you know. Yeah, that's true. And so what I thought, hey, but I, but. I thought, well, I'm going to make this guy a blue drink, and I could either use, I could use food coloring, which I didn't want to do, and I didn't want to get blue curacao because I didn't want to have anybody because it's hard to find good blue curacao, which you can, but it's hard to find, and uh, and I didn't want to make him go out if he wanted to make his drink, have to go and buy a very you know specifically a bottle of, of expensive blue uh, curacao, and so I thought, all right, I'm going to infuse some tequila with uh, blueberries and blackberries, mm. and and I did. Ooh. And, oh boy. Ooh. and so it looks like this. <gasps> oh, so, my gosh, and we'll, we'll, there, there's actually a picture up there on Instagram right now of me making it, but I'll, we'll, and, uh, but, but we'll, we'll have a picture, uh, uh, looks on amazing. So it's, it's more violet, and that's why I called the drink, uh, almost blue. But anyway, it's basically, it's tequila, except with black and blueberry infused, uh, yum, uh, uh tequila. And so we're using a Blanco tequila, um, this one uh, that I've got on the table in front of me is uh, Altos uh, 100% Agave Plata Tequila. And mm. it's great stuff. And uh, so we're going to use that, two ounces of that, uh, three-quarter ounce of uh, Cointreau, uh, three-quarters of an ounce of fresh-squeezed lime juice, a little bit of agave syrup. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Optionally, we could yum, top yum, this yum. off with, with a little club soda, uh, which, yeah. you know, just it's day, it's day. You know, and that that just lengthens it a little bit, yeah. makes it a little less punchy. So I'm not going to just pass out and so you're not run the way home, it. Right, right, right? Exactly. Right, right, right. But Perfect. it's optional if you want it. I'm going to choose a, for me. Yeah. No club soda. I'm going to go no club soda. Well. All right. You know what? I'm going to do no club soda either. Then. Okay. No. All right. Well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I am now going to I'm going to get to making the drink. Okay. Uh, and then so while I'm doing that, uh, you know how it goes, Gary. Yep. Chit. And then immediately followed. Chat with a chat. Yes. <laughs> Hello, Lori Allen. Hi, My darling. almost Jewish friend. You just <laughs> barely failed to be Jewish. I know. Just barely. Yeah. Is it your dad's Jewish? My dad's Jewish. Okay. And so my mom's did, Southern Baptist. Oh, wow. So you really don't get to legally claim Jewish because that would be your mom's sign, right? Yeah, but that just means if you didn't, if you came out of her vagina, then you would definitely be Jewish. Right. And I didn't come out of my dad's private parts either. Not, not as no. far as I know. No. But, um, but I don't see why I can't claim Judeo baptismal I mean, something or I, I will allow it. Okay. And Elliot, you're At least a judge. For today. Yes. Would you let her claim Jewish for today? I'll allow it. Then way to go. Thank you, Jewish judge. He, he's so much. I mean, he's a judge that happens to be Jewish. Yeah. Right. Uh, or he's Jewish and he happens to be a judge. And I'm, I can be, I, sometimes I can be a little judgy. I'm working yeah. on it. Yeah. Perfect. Good job. A judgy, Jewy judge. Um, as a, a Jewish voice actress <laughs> as a, who only concentrates on Jewish jobs. No, wait a minute. So you grew up for real, though, with your folks in the business. Totally. Like, that's all you knew. Yeah. If I had ever come home and said, I think, well, first of all, my mom would throw these crazy cast parties and they would pass out and in a good way. And I would step over them and be like, <laughs> uh, you know, I have to go to school. Wait, and they'd be on, like, hey, have a good day. Wait, what's the good? 
when they pass out any good. Well, because like, they play the happy. piano. Oh, my okay. mom would wear like a caftan. She would always be in a play. Oh, my God. And so she'd be like, get the cocktails ready. So we knew how to make cocktails at like nine. And it was like in the 70s. So it was like, have fondue ready. And, you know, the piano. And they'd be like, Aww. come to the cabaret. You know, it was just crazy. It was like, and I just thought everybody's house was like that. Hello. That sounds like a fantastic way to grow up. It was a fantastic I mean, you way had to a, grow up. You had the party house. Oh, we, t- we had the party. And then when my mom and my stepfather, uh, when they would go to the beach, and we would spend weekends with my dad, my sister and I, but they would go to like Ocean City, Atlantic City, you know, the, and, and Rehoboth Beach and go to their beach house. And we'd have these huge parties and we would call the cops on ourselves and be like, hey, it's Lori and Lisa Denneberg, you can come. And then the cops would come over and flirt with us and they'd have a cocktail. It was nuts. Oh and my God. mom was like, well, what, where was all this going on? I was like, when you weren't here. So, and you would, but you would involve the cops. So yes, you guys absolutely. <laughs> that is a smart. She's going to be so mad when she listens to this. I, like, I always, if I'm going to have a big party, I will let the neighbors know, hey, you guys, you're invited. We're going to, so then what are, they, what are they going to say? Like, right. well, we warned you. But to go that next step <laughs> and call the people who would be shutting your shit down and go, hey, you guys, come over. Yeah, and we had like all the different schools in like the whole county. It'd be like from Wooten High. We were at Churchill High School. And they'd be like, from Wooten, we're, you know, they, I don't know. They didn't have Uber or Lyft. I don't know how, but they all showed up. It was like, you know, 300 people at our house. It was crazy. What county? Montgomery County is where okay. I'm from. All right. Yeah. I'm from, I'm from Baltimore. So, so. Yeah, you're from I, Maryland too, Baltimore. Yeah, yeah. You're from Baltimore I'm from too. Baltimore, yeah. I love it. I love uh, it so yeah. much, that accent, that Maryland yeah. accent. I never, I didn't Freaking have it. Freaking love mean, it. Yeah, I never had it. My parents were from New Jersey. I was actually born in New Jersey, but I, uh, but I lived in Maryland from when I was five. And, uh, but I never really, I never really picked it up. But one of my best friends, uh, is who who's actually is a, a Maryland uh, uh, State Assembly <laughs> delegate, um, he, he's definitely, is, is water. Water. Water, yeah. I give my dad so much crap. My dad is a um, smooth uh, talker, music, uh, you know, advertising guy, and he'll do his own spots, right? And he'll be like, half off. And he's got this great voice. Both my parents do. And my dad will be like, half off at the only – dad, it's it's half. He's like, half. I'm like, it's not half. And he's like, half. I'm like, just stay in the middle. Like, it rhymes with my calf. And he's like, calf. So it really, I know how to make him mad, but he's <laughs> but he, he gets so self conscious. And my stepmother's from Philly, so then she's got to really. Oh, yeah. Hi, Lori. How you doing? You say look so thin, you know. So oh. the, between the two of them, how it's much cute. in your career have you stole? Like you said, you stole your character uh, from your mom. Yeah. How much in your career do you steal from those? Like your. Have you used your stepmoms? Oh, yeah. Uh, voices? Something? Yeah, especially, well, you know, when you're on a show and you get the two additional voices or whatever, yeah. whenever they need some other lady, like at the moment, like, oh, hon, you look so great. That's so fantastic. Oh, I'll take a cocktail over here. Oh, yeah, sure. Oh, oh yeah. I have a gay guy on my demo. Like, I've done, like, it's crazy, oh, of course. That's fantastic. I just imitate my fabulous brother. We call him, his name is Alan Denneberg, but we call him Alan Allen. And he's got a voice like that, too. Does he do, is he in the business as mm-hmm. well? He's a musician. He does voiceovers. It's crazy. So what, you have a sister mm-hmm. and a brother. She's That's a DJ. Three of you. Mm-hmm. So all of you are using your pipes. Yep. I'm sure oh are. Gosh. Isn't that crazy? That's, yeah. I mean, I'm the only one in my family who went into the business, but my son, in no way in the world would he ever How be a come? part of this. He's so cute. He's he has, so tall. He has zero desire. Zero desire to be in the business. He's a he's a computery kind of guy. Yeah. None. And he's he's on the shy side. He can do accents wonderfully. I can only imagine having him. you as a dad. Yeah. Oh my he's, god. He has he may have a better to be honest, a better ear for that stuff than I do. But he just has none. It's just not part of it. So when you're talking about this family where 
mom, dad, and every sibling all said, yeah, let's, yeah. let's do this. If I would come home and said, I want to be a lawyer or doctor, they would have been like, what? That's crazy. You need tap dancing, juggling as a backup. <laughs> that's oh. just, that's, you know, that, that they would have thought I was nuts. Yeah. Now, are they still around? The yes. Folks? Yep. Wow. Dad and stepmom. I've had four parents like pretty much my whole life. It gets confusing from time to time. Um, they live in Florida. You know, the Jews go to Boca and Fort Lauderdale. And then my mom lives in central Florida, like just south of um, Orlando in the villages, which is where all this is so oh, funny. Oh, wait a minute. It's I the, know the, the villages. The highest STD capital. Of She's like, stop saying that. No one has gonorrhea here. Yes, they, they do. Ju- I, well, they apparently have come out fine and clean, but... It's it's like uh, no, she's like that's I mean, not your, funny. Your parents may have come out fine and clean, but it's <laughs> it's alive and well there. And she's like, it's "You're real. not too far away from wanting to be here." I'm like, "What are you talking about?" So I was down I, there. I'm I'm 27. No, uh, no, no, no. I was in Florida shooting at a stop at a gas station, and this older man is flirting with one of the actresses there. And then I get to set, and they go, "Oh, he was probably from the village, the villages, or the village." <laughs> yeah, the villages. So he's probably from the villages. And then they told me of this whole community down there. Oh yeah, it used to just be like a neighborhood. Now it's like it's, you know, it's got like the villages when I'm writing her letter, Mother's Day card, you know, FL32 whatever the heck the zip code is, but it's a whole pl- I'm so excited. Look at those glasses, look at those cocktails and the ready. Oh, that um, was there. Yeah, so so it's just I I've I've taken like my little power walk when I bring my dog there and stuff and people I get hit on by I didn't want to upset my mom, but but like everyone there. It's crazy. <laughs> it's so crazy. Elliot, you gonna shake him? Yes. Okay. Me too. <laughs> and then, I have a there question. There's actual shaking going on over here. Uh, there really and is. Not, and not, I'm yeah. not talking about. I'm not talking about my cocktail shakers. Yeah. It's a. Cur- <laughs> I'm shaking my maracas. It's a curvy looking body. <laughs> That's right. Don't know if it's curvy. All right. Uh, oh dear. I have a, this is this kind of pertains to the villages and <laughs> Elliot shaking that. I was listening to that song where it says, "Show do like your peaches, want to shake, shake your, your tree." tree. Okay. Steve Miller, man. What is, what is he talking about? You know, I'm, I'm dead serious. Because if you shake a peach tree, you know, and the peaches are going to fall off, you're going to eat the peaches. Yeah. What, what part of a human is he shaking to see it fall off so he can gather them I, up? I, I think it's, I think it's, I think it's, it's a, a clumsy metaphor. Okay. Um, born of drunkenness. But, but that, that, that's just me. I don't know. What would you, what would you say? Because uh, I was talking to a, fr- a female friend of mine. She's like, well, clearly he's talking about the booty. He wants to shake. Yeah. Oh, I think I he like, thinks well, maybe the boobs would shake it, right in his face. Kind of like oh, a motor. Oh, what's that called? I oh, forget what you motor. <laughs> yeah, just blah, 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 blah. Oh, right there. Oh, I'm sorry I brought this up. But yeah. I, I did get so confused with it. I did not know what he was talking about. Because I don't want to shake somebody so hard that something falls, <laughs> that something falls off of them. Unless it's like an earring, other than yeah, that. Yeah. Oh my it, God, your wrist just fell off. <laughs> uh, and your parents uh, are both still active in the working world? My mom's a great, uh, a wonderful actress, a producer, um, a teacher. She coaches. My dad still writes music. He's like the only straight man that like writes, a Jewish man that writes country songs and writes musical theater. Um, they're oh so God. creative. It's great. It's so wonderful. That must be absolutely inspirational to you too to know this. Like, you are young, but they are still. They've been doing this for a long time, and mm-hmm. are still 
still and they you know that's why i think i'm end up being so pro-union because they both are you know on their after pensions Mm -hmm. and so i just i just love them for that for another myriad of reasons but yeah i mean they're so encouraging of everyone's like artistic stuff and so it's like how that's what i always say to somebody if i'm coaching them or whatever like whoever told you no like the answer is yes you know like just just do it there's room for everybody at the table you know, there's some crazy Martha Graham quote, right? If you're not being creative, you're not sharing your gifts with the world. But it's mm. true. Uh, cheers. 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 Cheers to that. Cheers, cheers to, to that. sharing your gifts. Cheers to being creative. Oh, boy. Almost blue. Ready? Oh, my God. Get down on it. <laughs> Come on, come on. <laughs> you were singing that, that on the way up. I don't standing on the wall. Get Shake your, your booty off, off the uh, tree. Uh, <laughs> Shake your booty. To, I was trying to put the Steve Shake Miller song Shake your booty off the tree. Yeah. That is amazing. Thank you. Thank you very much. Dang. I would not mm. want um, club soda poured in. No. It's only only if you really like. He wanted a light drink. And I thought that yeah. was a way of doing it. That would, di- that would dilute, dilute the deliciousness. It would dilute. It would, it, that is exactly what it would do. That's so good. Thank I'm going to drink that. That's the thing with tequila, though, is you'll drink it and you're like, it makes you like happy and horny. And all of a sudden you're like, I don't know how I got that way. Because you drink it fast because yeah. it tastes good. I actually did th- not know that about tequila. No. And I'm not I'm It makes not your groin on fire. <laughs> okay. And then it attracts itself to it and you're like, <laughs> it just goes towards other oh, people's groins. I have groins. so much I want to say about that right now, but I can't. Why? About Why? fire groin. Why? <laughs> okay. Lori, one time I, <laughs> one time I was doing this... Um, this sex scene in a in a movie and we we had our clothes on but my partner she got close to me and i have never felt anything so hot in my life and she was still <laughs> even like from over a foot of way a foot away i she swear she had a hot undercarriage she did she had a very warm undercarriage her manifold was leaking i just I saw a bridesmaid so i can't know when melissa mccarthy says that i had never felt hot. anything maybe she had had the tequila maybe yeah i know that wine gives me the itis that's a black thing that's <laughs> what a black is the, the itis, itis. all right the itis. white people listen up or uh, yes only white people listen okay. up. Uh, the itis is basically like tryptophan in Turkey. It's mm-hmm. like eating too much mm-hmm. where you just don't want to do nothing. And yeah. That's the itis. Yeah. 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 Okay. So wine will give me the itis. Okay. Tequila, you're saying, though, that will wake me up and give me fire crunch. A big boner. Did you have a boner during your sex scene, by the way? I know. I'm, I have to ask. I, I, it's not my show, but. No, it's, we will take questions. I, okay. Here's yeah. what I figured out. And, and, and this is real. <laughs> <laughs> and I just realized this a couple of weeks ago when I. Saw her again. We didn't initially recognize each other. Okay. But I was like, I think I know you. From your hot undercarriage. Yeah. And then we kept talking and figured out, oh, we worked with this director. And then I went, <gasps> and then her daughter was standing there. Oh. And then I thought, I can't mention that in front of her daughter. Yeah, that would be that would be awkward. So was my penis erect during the scene was Correct. the question. question. Uh, yeah. Just because like we were kissing and stuff like that. And then that's when I figured out it's like a heat-seeking missile because I could, like, if the lights had been out, her undercarriage was so hot. It was so hot, like, it could, it would have, it would have found. I'm here. So take off. See, I told you I have the music uh, issue. Yeah. You have a, you have the jukebox. God dang it. Yes, I do. You have the autoplay jukebox. Whatever is going on, you start singing. She it. could have been on her cycle. There's a couple of, She may know, have been. I have she never, could have had a lady boner for you, which would be look, understandable. He, of, of course, I've only ever been with one woman in my life, 
and and my uh, I'll have to tell my wife about her someday. <laughs> right. Um, but I have never felt that in my entire life. <laughs> I've never felt that. It was the strangest. Did you call thing. the medic? I didn't. <laughs> There's always a medic on the set. Yeah. I, medic. <laughs> Yeah, not undercarriage. <laughs> I, 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 I do. Are I, you all right? Do you have a fever? <laughs> you know. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Kinda. <laughs> so, what I learned today is tequila will do that to you. Yes, it makes your groin follow. It's like beep beep now, beep. You know, right? Did to you Elliot's know this, crutch. Elliot? As as an animation producer or a bartender, <laughs> I never did knew you? it. I never knew it as a as a home drinks guy, but I I did know that as an animation producer. It doesn't yes. make me. Yeah. Tipsy, it just makes me like, ugh. it just makes me warm and fuzzy and get, you know, warm down there. Maybe not as warm as here. I literally, <laughs> the girl you did the movie with. I really did not know this. This is you're not safe when we're done. Okay. Just you know, just oh, saying. I, I one of you. I, I just said I just said okay on air. Right. I'm fine with this. <laughs> <laughs> By the time this comes out, it'll be what October? Uh, yeah, end of September, beginning yeah, of October. Yeah, look. Who knows what Leslie will have done before then, you know, to to justify this. Sure, <laughs> sure. Right. It's art. Look, what, what, it's whatever. your podcast. Look, what's done will be done. What's done is done. Right. For, yeah. And Shakespeare said that. Yes, I believe so. What's yeah. done mm-hmm. is done. For Neil Simon. Speaking of Neil Simon, Neil means to get down on your knees. And it seems like you must have prayed for the type of career that you that you have had Bravo. in this oh, business. Bravo. Nice. See that? Gary, I from from. Torpino, uh, heat-seeking missile penis, <laughs> straight to prayer. Yeah. Torpino. And career. Torpino. Amen. Yes. The torpenis. The torpenis. Uh, oh, my God. That's No, nah, you didn't pray for that. You clearly worked. I mean, you came up You came up in the business, I suppose, like as I did, a little I did, one. I did a lot of plays, and I remember I remember uh, being in kindergarten, and not, and I don't know why I was especially tall then. I mean, maybe I was lying about my age, as, if I, as I do on, on IMDb, saying that I'm 5'9". But I remember doing like three blind mice, and I was much taller than the other girls. And I was like, I get to boss them around, and you know, my frizzy like 70s ponytails. And I was like, this is awesome. You use your height. Yeah, I use my head. And then show choir, we would just be like, you know, stoned and be like, don't do drugs at the mall. Don't do drugs. <laughs> you know, doing like, you know, smoking the reefer. Yeah. And then I, I did voiceovers. A ki- I think my first commercial was for like Archway Cookies. The big cookie with the small town taste? Yes. Okay. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. And then uh, they were like, you're a natural. We didn't even have to feed you that line. I was like, I'm talking about cookies. And then, I t- then my mom was like, do you want to be a normal kid? And I was like, yeah, I want to be a normal kid. And, you know get in trouble and drink a lot when you're gone and then um and have a lot of boyfriends and then right after school I was like I wonder if voice I should have my dad make me a, a demo reel but this was already after high school yes it was like just when I, I went off to Emerson College and then my and I was like oh no 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 it, no it was after I went to Emerson for two years at NYU and I was like I should do voiceovers that should be like my side gig so I went home to Maryland and dad like it was back when he was like using a a razor blade, not to do coke, but to, to edit your reels together. Yeah, it was like literally on tape to tape, a whole little reel, and then people yep. cut them and mm-hmm. edit them with a razor. With a razor blade. And then literally tape them back together. Yeah, yeah. literally. To I literally. You, I you did that? I did that. I did that in my freshman year broadcast production class. And now that is no more. And now that's no more. Dang it. Except for right. the reel to reel player that I keep at home and... Just in case. Yeah, you never know. Just in case. You never know because everything. So you did so you can't throw out like your parachute pants because then everything comes back in style. My my kid, uh, my kid went to a concert last night, 
and came back. Uh, I picked him up, and uh, he he had a cassette. He bought a cassette from the opening act. Yes, I, I couldn't believe it. I was like, "What are you even going to play that on?" And I remembered I had given him a, I had given him a, 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 a boombox that had that I had, you know, like twenty years ago, and uh, that I had it like at a job. You know, I listened to the radio and or you know occasionally a cassette, and um, it also had a CD player. But at any rate, yeah. And and he said, "I still have that, Dad." I'm like, "Oh, okay. Right, I love you, you son." Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's take, he knows he's gonna take that to school with him next mm-hmm. week. Like, check this out, guys. Yeah. You yeah. gotta. Yeah, totally. Yep, just hold it over his head. Oh, so Dan started. Love John, John Cusack. Uh, you love John Cusack. Mm. I'll tell you stories that will mm. make you not love John Cusack. I heard he was a little uh, frisky. Dick. Yeah, I heard he was a dick Look, too. John Cusack won't be I on this show, him. Elliot. Okay. I've seen John Cusack pull some bullshit. Can you tell me? I worked with him twice. Really? Dick both times. What did you really? Work? Double dickery. What did, what did uh, Midnight <laughs> in the Garden of Good and Evil. Okay. One of my first ever acting jobs. Directed by, what's that man's name? <laughs> Clint Eastwood. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and a movie called The Factory. Directed by a guy named Morgan. Hmm. Not a nice guy. Really? Could, That's upsetting. Lord, you could do so much better. With I those know. Cheekbones, I c- those chiseled cheekbones. <laughs> you could do so much better. I just better. know how to contour from the Kardashian girls. I'm ah. just kidding. Uh, on my the way over? My great cheekbones. On the yeah. way over? I do put my makeup on in the car. It's really bad. I do my best work in the car. My mom's like, don't tell me that. I don't want to know why you're running off the road. I'm like, you know, it's just a great... To yeah, be fair, many automobiles are hands-free driving right now. That's true. Get on the freeway. Mm-hmm. Get out to Sephora. I suppose it's Sephora. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know your brands. I don't know your brands. They're usually cruelty-free. But is is uh, Sephora cruelty-free, too? Well, not the whole store, but okay. like, um, but a lot of the stuff is. So you can find the cruelty-free yes. stuff. Yes. Okay. You can get it all now at, like, CBS. I love that. Like, the great brands like NYX, and uh, it's just so great. There's you the- say this because you're a, you're a vegan lady. Yes, I okay. am. And you're vegan. Like, I'm vegan in food stuffs, but are you vegan all the way through life? Like, no leather shoes? Uh, because I will. I'll... I'll maim something. I'll maim something just to wear it around. <laughs> but I won't eat. But I won't eat it, Elliot. Right? You yeah. won't eat it. No, I've uh, seen you do that. Yeah. It took yeah. me yeah. a minute to get rid of the leather stuff. Like I have. What? Oh my god! All my vegan friends are going to be flipping out. Guys, calm the frick down. I have. I have not bought leather in like five years. But I mm-hmm. have like one. You know, I have like two purses and one pair of, of shoes. That all right, two pair of shoes. All right, so so it's like two and two. All right, so it's like four hundred that I still that are still leather. No, it's just a couple of things, but everything else is not. You got rid of. Yeah, and when people are like, um, when people are like, you know, why are you vegan? It, it came out. It's like a great. It's a sad story. Like you know, start playing the violin. But I went through a bad breakup, and then I knew that the best way to kind of feel better was like be of service. And my one of my best girlfriends, Fia Pereira, was like, let's. Let's uh, let's you know help me put on this animal protest because her side gig was working. She's stand up and a writer, but her thing was um, working for Humane Society during the day. So we did that. We started a five hundred one c three about the dog meat trade. I know, blah blah blah. It's hard to hear. And then this one lovely activist said, you know, if you're gonna have an animal five hundred one c three charity thing, you might want to just take a look at this video. And it was the nicest way. And it wasn't like a super gross one that yeah. sometimes I want to pun intended shove, yeah. shove down people's throats. But I was like, okay, that's it. I'm done. Like I don't eat wheat. I try. I don't really eat much sugar. And my mm-hmm. dad's high cholesterol stuff. And I was like, okay, that's it. Yeah. Fuck me. Mm-mm. Nope. Yeah. Nope. Done. And how long has this been for you? 
um, not as long as you. I'm so impressed. No, I did not no, no. know that. This is not. This isn't about me anymore. It's very inspirational. I'm not the one who has the chisel. Cheeks. I was a pescatarian for quite a while. Then I got mercury poisoning. So you have oh, to be wow. careful with what wow. the fish you're eating. I was like, I feel kind of like woozy. And then my doctor was like, Yeah, you have whopping. I mean, like really bad. Like it felt like Epstein Barr. Like, oh, no. um, wake up, Epstein. Oh, pick up Epstein. <laughs> <laughs> did you see Epstein Barr just fell asleep over there? I know. I'm sorry to laugh about diseases, and but the, she did a very funny nod off. Yes, it was. I blame her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what my dad does when he watches TV. Like it's like Pavlov's dog. He'll put on Law and Order, especially. Dun, 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 dun. Hey, huh? I'm out. I'm out. It's just like he falls into himself, and then his neck like jerks backward. Oh, no. I'm like, Dad, what in the hell? You're not going to be able to like move. He, he still wear a, a TV neck brace. So that, you know what I'm saying? Because I don't want him to get hurt watching Law and Order. Keep that brace on when he's watching television. Like, what happened? What, how, what happened? It com- comes back from commercials. Dun, 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 dun. Huh? I'm like, Dad. Uh, uh, <laughs> That's a great show to fall asleep to, though, because the same thing happens every episode. I know. It's just so awful. There's going to be law. And then there's going to be Immediately order. followed uh, by order. Which is, I did one of the first yeah. episodes of Law & Order in the first season when I was like six. Then I'm just kidding. I, I, like I would have watched you because I watched in those the regular Love Law & Order. I watched every freaking episode. Which back section in were you day. in? Law or Order? Uh, mm, um, I guess the order part. It was like the, it was based on, obviously it always is, based on the stuff that happens in real life. So it was like the preppy murder case and I lived oh. in New York at the time okay. and I was like, I'm never walking through Central Park again. So I was like this sassy attitude waitress and then I had to go, um, you know, go on the stand and, you know, say whatever that he came and grabbed my ass too. And then I remember my acting teacher played the judge and I was like, Bruh! so if I needed wow. to play nervous and scared, she was, her name was Jackie Brooks. She was very intentioned. She was like, welcome to the set. And I was like, I think I, I just, I might've just pissed myself. I'm not sure. <laughs> and, um, she was so, she was such a good teacher and I was so terrified, but that was the episode. And then I feel really old because then I did LA, I mean, law and order LA. So I was like, I've been around for a minute with Alfred Molina. He was but so how, how cool was that to do like a show, a national TV show, international TV show. Yep. With your acting teacher. Yeah, right out of college. Because at that point, terrifying. you could have just been like, uh, I know as much as you, because mm-hmm. we're on the same show. Yeah. Now. She was intense. We had this exercise called the private moment. <laughs> Does and, that have anything to do with acting, or is it just something you two did together? Uh, well, I'd really not rather say. I'd rather not say. No, I'm just kidding. It's for the, the whole class. So you had to, it was very method, because at NYU, I was in uh, Tisch School of the Arts, and they made they, they assigned to you what studio you went to. You're like, what if I want to like go to some other studio? But they would place you in, like, Lee Strasberg was for the very method. Oh, wow. Stella Adler was for the very, like, character-driven. And mm-hmm. they were, I was in Circle in the Square. I don't know what the hell it was. I don't know what we what were. What was the name of the one? Circle in the Square. Circle? And then oh, there was, Circle like, the ETW, Square. Experimental Theater Wing. Then yeah. there was, uh, what the heck was the other one? Um uh, oh, I can't remember. ETW was for all the cool weirdos that didn't bathe enough and did experimental stuff. And then the, uh, Playwrights Horizons, I don't know what that was, but that was for directors and producers. But Circle in the Square, we had very method thing. And one of the, ex- <laughs> the exercises was called Private Moment. And she was like, I want you to bring in everything from your, um, actually, it was her girlfriend. It was her girlfriend teacher. And she had Parkinson's and she sounded like, you know, what's her name? Catherine Hepburn. Thank you. And she was like, I bring in everything from your apartment and short of defecating or masturbating, just sit in the space for 25 minutes to 45 minutes. Okay, that's weird. So I remember like schlepping everything up to the mm. studio, and I sang. I, like, shaved my legs. I sang. I wrote my journal, and I cried. And that's what I do. I sing. You know, I'm just, I'm a singer. I'm weird. I think of crazy things, and I sing them. And so she was like, why are you at the mom? And when I was done, and I was like, 
because I sing. And she was like, you're not going to go far in this business because you're always on. And I was like, you know what, lady? Listen, I paid so many fucking thousand dollars to go to this school. You can suck it. And I like, walked out of class and all of my classmates were like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, don't tell me that I can't sing in wow. my own time, in my wow. own apartment. Did you leave? I did. did. I left the class. I was like, you know, when you get that like hot red, not like hot undercarriage red. No, that's not to But like red. where you're either going to cry or yeah. punch someone. Yep. That like yeah. fight or flight thing. And I was like, you, I'm going to punch her in the face. But she has Parkinson's. That's not good. Yeah. So I, um, I left class. I was so upset because I was like, I'm allowed to sing if I want to. Wow. She was very intense. So yes, it was terrifying meeting her. Number one, knowing mm. you, knowing you now, and I, I didn't, I didn't know you then, and that's a shame. It is a shame. But you should have been. It seems like you would have been in that. What was that more improv one? Uh, the Strasburg or something. Well, Stella or, Adler, uh, they got uh, to be like, I'm going to take a handkerchief, and that's going to make my character. Now I get it, or like the, you know, the psychological, whatever the gesture is. You know, so th- that's what they would do a lot of, which I don't think is bad. Um, they didn't have um, Meisner technique back then. Mm-hmm. I mean, I suppose they did, actually. What am I saying? Of course they did. That's just the repeating thing. I don't understand how to practically use that on a set. Mm-hmm. I was doing a movie with Nicole Sullivan, who I know you know. Uh-huh. And we were playing like groovy lesbian moms. And we had a, one of the guest actresses was this amazing girl. I won't say her name because she's on a show right now. And I adore her. <clears throat> but I said, um, where are you from? She was vegan. And we got into this lovely chat. And then she said, uh, I said, where did you study? Blah, blah, blah. I should probably get back into class because I can't remember anything anymore, especially being a voice actor. And she said, I do a lot of Meisner. I said, oh, I was just genuinely curious. I said, how do you use that practically on the set? And she's like, well, I usually look at an inanimate object and just repeat back and forth with it. And I was like, oh, okay. I said, how's that working for you? And she was like, I don't like your attitude. And I was like, whatever. And then the next scene, the director, she has this gorgeous long hair. And it was a scene where the, our son comes in and scares us and we're all supposed to be mad at him or whatever the hell. And so the director said, oh, blank, can you just, can you put your hair, you know, to the other side and can you just cheat out a little bit? Because your your hair is gorgeous and it's like, you know, all about your hair. So can you cheat out? And she goes, I, I don't know those theater film terms. So please don't make fun of me and just tell me what it is. And Nicole and I kicked each other under the table and she was like, don't. Shh, 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 don't do it don't do it I was like how do you get through you're so busy misering with inanimate yeah. objects that you don't know what cheat out means cheat towards the camera or wow, away from it yeah. anybody knows what cheat out means oh, for crying a, out loud not a misering clearly but now, you, 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 all, you had an early career of doing improv too up there though right mm-hmm. so when you were told by this person <clears throat> stop singing <laughs> <laughs> did you then go screw you watch me go yeah sing? watch I me mean, do yeah did you Megan fight against because some people would immediately go into a deep depression and go oh the the teacher just told me i right. can't do something or did you go the other way did you oh fight i did that rebellious flight? i i was like bah, bah, bah. i totally fought i went we did the groundlings east which of course you and your people here in california like that was like the idiot like you know stepchild uh, cousin of the groundlings but Hillary Stern and some people that came from the Groundlings out here were doing the Groundlings there. And I remember schmoozing my way in. I was like, oh, I've done like years and years of improv. And I had just, I think I had just had sex with my Second City improv teacher. So, but anyway, we did the Groundlings there. But you know, there. that means that everyone he had sex with, right. you had had sex with. So that could have right. been years of improv experience. <laughs> Which is why I should go live in the villages. So anyway. Yes. Oh, she tied it in. Boom. It all comes Bam. Back. Oh. Mm-mm-mm. Call back. So that's, that's the sound you hear in the villages every night. <laughs> Boom, bam, uh, uh, uh. 
boom, bam, uh, uh-huh, boom, bam, shakalala. So, um, so yeah, so we would just do these crazy characters there. I mean, like Liza Minnelli, and it was right when like Rosie Perez was like, Mookie, let me tell you something, right? I can't believe it. So I just I would imitate her and Liza. I think that's the most dead-on impression I can do is Liza Minnelli. You know, the other day I was walking down the street and somebody said to me, Liza, I love your hat. This is perfect. <laughs> it's not my hat, silly. It's my hair. <laughs> so I, I love her. I'm such wow. a gay man. I love her. What was, what was the name of the the, the Groundlings? Gotham East? City. I saw Gotham City. Groundlings East, yeah. I saw Gotham City when I was visiting New York as a younger man. Mm-hmm. Were you guys in a church or something? No, was it ever we were like dupl- the duplex or Don't Tell Mamas. We weren't at like an AA meeting. We were like. <laughs> no, no. I just remember seeing a show and I was a young man. I was a very young man. Maybe, <laughs> you, you had probably been doing it for years and years, but I was a bit. I was practically a baby. I was. I still had my milk teeth. Yeah, you still had the umbilical. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> the umbilical no, board. I don't know how old Wasn't I cut. was. I don't know how old I was or where I was, but I remember going to New York and watching a Gotham City show. But I could have sworn it was in a basement. Not no, not saying it didn't. You know, look it might nice, have been at the basement like a, at um, oh, credit. Might have been at the du- at the duplex. No, I thought not the du- I don't tell mamas there was a downstairs. It was so cool. Oh. I yes, you might have actually seen it exactly yeah. there. I, I definitely saw. If I could remember some of the bits, I definitely yeah. Saw and then I got out here, and my teacher like wrote me a note, and I I knew for, I was never asking to go into like the Sunday company, much less the you know the writing the right the last writing level, the Sunday company or whatever else. But I said, is there any way that I could maybe skip the big just the beginners and just go right into like the probably before whatever was intermediate? Mm-hmm. And so there was an audition, and everybody got in but me, and I was like, I'm sniffing myself like, what the hell did I do? You know. And I get this phone call, and it was like four people on the line. They're like, hi, Lori, it's the Groundlings people calling. Your characters are just really too big. And I was like, what? For the gro- Okay, for the Groundlings. My characters are too big. Okay. And then our dear friend who shall, well, Mindy, <coughs> Mindy Sterling oh, was uh-oh. so cute. You accidentally coughed up Mindy Sterling. <clears throat> yeah, she's right on the it table. Um, she's thin now, so she probably is right here. And she was like, I just want to tell you there was there was no way that you would uh, have gotten in. They were There was too many strong women in it. But it totally... I mean, I had auditioned for Mad TV in New York, like in New York and here, and then was up for In Living Color. They flew me out here, and I was like, oh man, that would be so great to just keep the improv thing going. And it didn't happen. So, so uh, another gin, another gin, as Elliot likes to say. Uh-huh. There was oh, another gin when someone told <laughs> you, you either don't do something or you can't do something. Mm-hmm. And once again, did you fight in the fight and flight, or did you just flee away? Well, I dated uh, and had sex with a lot of guys in Acme okay. Comedy Company, thinking you, that would once help. Once again, you sleep with one guy, you sleep with all the talented people that Oh, my God, I'm getting with. hot. See, this is with the tequila. Oh, boy. Oh, shit, you guys aren't safe. <laughs> <laughs> once again, I'm we can make this, we can, we can fix this, this so it actually comes out next fall. Right, this and then episode. you'll have been divorced. So I'm much, just kidding. I love us. So, so much, much things. <laughs> so many. Things. I'm going to. I'm going to use my nestometer to try to make it a little cooler up here. I'm totally kidding. It literally is mo- the tequila. It's very cool. It, my feet are fine. It's my groin and my face. Well, no, no. I have. We have it designed to be able to blow. It's like in a car where yeah. you want it on right. the face. Yep. On the feet. You run on the groin? I can... Let, yeah. Hold on, let me tell yeah. you. How about some groin? Does it have that as an option? It does. Yes, yeah, there is. <laughs> got it on the groin. Yay! There it is. The crotch setting. Uh, so I was saying, did you fight or flight when they... Oh, then you said you went to the Acme 
It's comedy theater. Right. You left the Groundlings and said, I'm going to go act me it up. Uh, well, then I just ended up starting to, um, my dear friend Max Muchnick, who created Will and Grace, who is so flippin' funny, I auditioned, he, he, he wrote the part of Megan Mullally's part, Karen, who, sh- is she not just a genius or what? And he wrote that for me and I didn't get it. But I, it just forced me to get back into great acting class and comedy and then writing and stuff like that so that I would just like kick ass and... And I was like, I, I think I'm going to go back to being really fat and having curly hair. I seem to work much more when I was like a character. So you, like you, grew, so up a, character you grew up a heavy girl? No, I think by the end of high school, I had I always had big thighs. I always had them thick legs. Mm-hmm. And that's why I dated all the brothers. But um, mm-hmm. by the by the time I, at the end of high school and into college, I was like, yeah, I was a little chubby. So a little that, chubby. That wasn't just you walking around as a thin girl singing ba ba dee ba dee No. That was the sound that your chubby body made. Yeah, when like your thighs slap together. Hold on. They say ba ba dee ba dee ba dee But they say, did you slap them? Be careful. You're going to blow all the air conditioning from under your skirt. Elliot, this may be the most below the waist. <laughs> it is I'm definitely. Sorry. It is no, definitely. no. I promised I wouldn't do this. Okay. Like, no, it's okay. I you won't didn't promise listen me. to this one with my daughter in the car. But no, it's okay, but it's okay. Just say she. You made the voice of Pearl Crabs, and we'll give her an autograph and a voice message. Mm. Just, uh, just don't let her listen to the undercarriage parts. <laughs> so, speaking of the voice of Pearl Crabs, did you? Okay, you were at the Groundlings. Your friend was writing on Will and Grace. Did you go into? The sitcom world in, yeah, definitely. Or did you cross over into voiceover then? I, I had, I guess, I had done a lot of. Uh, I was like, I'm hysterical. I'm gonna, do, and I'd already been doing commercials, so I, I d- started doing that and on camera commercials and, and, and. But I definitely wanted to come out here because I thought I, you know, they had asked me to come out for Mad TV and they'd asked me to come out for In Living Color. So, but I got and I did a lot of sitcom, um, and um, learned a lot of crazy lessons and did a lot of film early on, which was really interesting, and then. Um, and then animation just totally called to me, and I took a class. And of course, Charlie Adler is my crazy mentor, and uh, you know we have, him. We have mentioned Mr. Adler on this show seventy thousand times. Yes, yeah. not we, but the guests, because yeah. that dude's crazy and a genius and fun and ridiculous. He came t- with me to do my animation demo. There was a guy that taught demos, that made demos, and I was like, and I wrote it. I wrote all the characters calling into like QVC. So I haven't changed. Do it you in remember any of years. their stuff that you have on there? I did like a Jamaican woman. I was like, I can't get these coconuts open. I mean, and I did a gay guy. I was like, oh, I love your shoes, Diane. Those are fabulous. It's just crazy characters. And then I did like a Pearl kind of voice. I realized that I, the, a show that I did with Charlie, Cow and Chicken, I did a character that was very pre-Pearl. And I think I must have just been ingrained in my consciousness. But I said, Charlie, will you come with me? And so I asked the guy, John Mitchell, I said, John, can I... Can I ring Charlie Adler? And he was like, oh, Jesus. All right, between the two of you. And he's like, all right. So Charlie was like, faster, louder, funnier. Like on the, he was so wonderful. And that's how I end up like coaching people. I'm just sort of the talk back crazy person when people do their demos. Dang. Um, with the producer that I work with, Susan Palio. But yes, um, he, he's insane. But he's like my mentor. No, I mean, he, the, the, he's terrific. He's terrific. He's terrific. I mean, I'm, he, he's he's. He's terrific, and he he attacks the voiceover world like nobody else. He just is so fearless. Anyone who takes his class, he's like, go, 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 go. just get up to the mic and just make a choice. God damn it, just do it. You know, yeah. and you're like, ah. The most cussing per minute of any producer in Los And if you are like seven seconds late, he's like, that's it, you can't come into class. Or, you, wow. you know, mm-hmm. oh, I've never taken that's a, a second. That's a, you're the second person who's been on the show who has said that. Yeah, yeah 20 yeah. years ago or whatever. I don't know how that's possible when I'm only 27, but well, you he were was, seven years old. That's yeah. how it's possible. <laughs> Math. 
Yeah, math. <laughs> math makes it all possible. Ma- that's that is your T-shirt. That's yes. Math. Math makes, makes everything possible. possible. I'm terrible at math, but mm-hmm. I wear it on my shirt. Yep. So when you're 27, what happened at 27? Um, that was when I moved here. It was like post riots, pre earthquake, and I was like, I love Los Angeles. Um, wow, you really came at seriously a volatile time. It, no, literally, no, no I remember I was dating a guy named Randy, and we'd had our first kiss. We'd gone on a couple of dates, Aww. and I was like, la 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 la, when I went back to my apartment, and then all of a sudden I was like, what in holy Christ is happening? I literally thought, okay, this is Armageddon. This is the devil. It's coming up through the, I mean, because my apartment was on rollers, which I found out later is a good thing, but it went like four feet in each direction. It was like, I can touch the wall and it's not stopping. Hi, devil. How are you? It's Lori calling. It was so, it was so terrifying. And I had lots of Xanax. So everyone would come in the, in the subsequent days and I'd be like, okay, everybody line up. It was like, you know, what's his face? The Kool-Aid thing. We just, I just gave everybody Xanax. And wow. Told well, everybody part of to, I was here for that too. Because actually, I think we, I like, what time, when, what year did you move out here? Uh, ninety three. That was the same year. I did too. Okay. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that was terrible. That, that was terrible. That was terrible. Where part of town were you living in? I you? was living uh near the La Brea Tarpet, so like near oh, Wilshire, okay. right near the SAG after office. Okay. And I had two fabulous gay guys that lived downstairs, and the phone didn't work, and then it did work, and then it didn't work, and then it did work. It was like uh, the lines, yeah. and my friend Doug was like, "I'm coming upstairs. Just, just be careful. I'm coming right now." And he came upstairs, and he's like, and of course, that's why they say put your shoes on, because you walk oh, no. across broken glass, and your adrenaline is so high that you're like, I, I don't know what's happening. He's like, okay, I just need you to go, because I was like in some half t-shirt with my cooch hanging out, and no, you know, obviously, I don't sleep that's, with shoes on. That's you. Yeah. You're I don't sleep with that. shoes on unless I'm asked. So he was <laughs> like, <laughs> he said, I need you to go put some sweatpants, I need you to go put your shoes on. I need you to go put your shoes on. I'm going to turn off the gas, and I need you to go put your shoes on. So I'm so freaked out that I take off my top, and I put shoes on, I came out, and he's like, oh! He's like, please, just, I need you to put a top and some sweatpants on. I was like, sorry. That's that's on him. He should have been real specific. I was like, I am naked with sneakers with, you know, Reeboks. It was bad. I'm too traumatized. That's great for earthquakes, though. That's perfect. (laughs) As long as you have shoes on. Yeah. That's the you most have to put thing. your shoes on, but yeah. these girls like so. I opened, and what I did know from earthquakes, it was like you know, don't stay inside. Mm-hmm. And I'm so bossy and controlling that, like all these people are like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We had a lot of Asian people in the building. That's right, really racist. But they were all running outside, like in a Godzilla movie, and they were just like, ah. And I was like, guys, you have to stay inside, like really bossy. And it was so funny. And then meanwhile, we drove around in their Doug and Paul's Mercedes. And we're like, let's go to the Beverly Center. Like, let's see what's going on. And there was one so public you didn't case stay inside. You just wanted the Asian people inside. I wanted the Asian people inside so that I could get outside. So you could go out to the So Beverly I could go shopping Center. to the Beverly Center. <laughs> and he was like, call one person. Call your mom, which is actually very true, right? Mm-hmm. So I was like, mom, I'm okay. Click. Oh, my God. And then she called everyone Well, that's else. good. That is a great thing. Get that one call you out. you got to call yeah. one person. But not one not person dead. who's not going to call anybody else. you got to call a person who's... Who actually gives a shit about yeah. you. And, yeah. Wow. Dang it. I wasn't here during that time, Elliot. So. Uh, you weren't? No, you, you no. know what? It wasn't fun. It was not I fun. I did not enjoy that. And to this day, if there is a, if there is an earthquake, I start to think, all right, is this it? And right. I, like, I mean, I brace myself. And if yeah. it happens at night, like, oh, it, it freaks you out like, when it happens like, at night, which it usually Hooray! does. And I'm awake for the rest. Of, I'm awake yeah, because you of the night. lived through it. Yeah, but even me, I'm a little. I'm I'm definitely like, okay, it's gonna stop. How? Because I hear the stories of people like you guys who lived through them, and it's like it was very horrible back then but I didn't have that emotional connection because I yeah. wasn't Does, here. Uh, do you guys both have your like preparedness stuff? I have, I have, I have, got yeah. kit. 
I, I have do a too. Kit. Yeah. I have a kit. I, was... I have almost everything tallest trapped down in my house. Pretty much, maybe I know everything me too. now. I, I strap myself in at night. Oh, that's good. <laughs> With my sneakers on. Well, I have my sheets are. You know, I'm a very hairy man, so I have, <laughs> I have just one side of Velcro sheets, and the rest of me, I really you, you am. You are hairy. You're like human Velcro. I, I really am. I'm super hairy. Yeah. And so is my son. Just ridiculously hairy legs. Ridiculously hairy. He looks like a mon. I'm dark, so you can't see my leg hair. I, I won't he's look. a light, and he's just ridiculously hairy monster legs. Mm. <laughs> and there's nothing he can do about him. No. Uh, Sorry. Charlie yeah. Adler goes in to the booth. Yeah. You make this voiceover demo. Right. And you, I don't remember if this point you were still curly haired and chubby or not. I think I was curly haired, and I just—I'm the only person to come to LA to have a breast reduction. So I had like ginormous boobs. And Were you ginormous having like curly back hair. and neck problems? Yeah, or I couldn't something? feel anything. I was like, "Hello, neck, shoulders, traps." Oh. I'm and then sorry. I dabbed it twice because the guy still made me a huge double D, and I was like, "Dude, I brought in a bra. I said I wanted to be a full C or a, a like a D." And he was like, "Well, I had to keep you in in proportion." I was like, "No, if I had asked for like an Elemento P cup or a, like giraffe nipples, that was Give your job to right. do it." And then the, so he did it again, and then I had like a bunch of. St- he was pissed off. He must have been pissed off. He's like, "I'm going to put that girl's skin inside a flap of stitches," and I had to have it again. Oh my God. Anyway, that's my breast reduction story. He seems story. like not the best breast reduction. And why didn't I think to sue him? Why did not that acro- come across my mind? I uh, tequila, tequila. Right, and my mom came out and took care of me all three times, and oh, I needed Vic for the first surgery. I had Vicodin, and I completely hallucinated. I thought Oprah was coming for dinner because that was when her show was on, <laughs> and so I remember. And I couldn't put you can't put your arms in anything overhead, so you had to like slip into a shirt or whatever. And it was very, it was very painful, but I looked amazing. And so um, I'm like scooting into bed or whatever, and I hear my mom watching Oprah having a cocktail or something at like 2 in the afternoon. And I was like, Mom. And I got up, and I said, she was like, you didn't ask for help. I'm like, I can do it. I'm fine. I'm on Vicodin. It's fine. And I said, do we have any hummus? Do we have crudite? Do we have any nuts? I said, yeah. she's a very healthy eater. It's when she had lost all that weight. Uh-huh. And my, but I, I, and then all of a sudden I was like, I think I'm hallucinating. Cause like I knew, I was like, do you know, do we have any chips, any like something, plantains, like anything, which is what we're eating now. And um, she was like, can I, can I see your phone, honey? And she called CVS and she's like, you have to put her on some other medication. <laughs> wow. That was fun though. Oh, I, w- I wish you had, she had let it go a little longer so Oprah could have come <laughs> over. I want to know what you guys talked about in there. I was How just many? watching Super Soul Sunday. She was asking, you know, Pharrell, like, what is what is God? Oh. What is God? What is soul? And I was like, I love you so much. But at that time, she was probably more in the you go girl phase. Mm-hmm. She probably hadn't gotten all, all deep. Right. I mean, she was still very <clears throat> happy with Stedman. They're very happy couple. Are they? What, oh. What's? Uh, I don't know. They are very she happy. You need to get her me. on here she and find out. She has not updated out. me recently. I would love to have her. Oprah. Could you imagine? I'm assuming you're listening. Yeah. You're invited Duh. on the show. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to hop ahead into your big-ass voiceover career. You, or as you would say, the B-A-C-C, big-ass career, <laughs> career. No. Your B-A-V-O-C, your big-ass voiceover. Correct. Your the Bavak. Your Bavak. The Bavak, yeah. 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 Absolutely. Currently, I'm looking at some stuff that says it's still in pre-production. I don't know what's voiceover. I don't know what's not. I probably I, don't either. I'm going to ask you this. Invisible Wounds. That's you know, a it's a short. That's where Nicole Sullivan was my lesbian mom. Uh huh. And that's um. Wait, hold on. I have to even look at it. Yeah, you know, uh, Mary. Uh, you play Mary Beth. 
Yeah, it's a shrine. I don't know. See, that's the problem. You may work too much. I may work invisible. That's either something where I played like a really uptight mom and it's about trans kids, which is amazing, or it's about I'm still playing like a, a gay woman and her child. I don't know. It's all about like accepting your children for who they mm -hmm. are. So I'm proud of both of those movies. But I'm tipsy and I can't remember the name of which no, one that's is which. why we got you to drink so that we can later sue you for not remembering. Exactly. We, oh, by the way, we produced that movie. So it, we will sue you oh my God. For, for your back pay, whatever back pay is. Uh, here's one though: the SpongeBob movie. Yes, we haven't gone sponge. into we haven't gone into record, but we're in the twentieth year, which is amazing. You've been doing SpongeBob for twenty years. Yeah, That's I got SpongeBob incredible. and Family Guy in the same year. I mean, I am so blessed and lucky. It's not even funny. I mean, not a day, literally not a day goes by. I'll uh -huh. give you. Five bucks if you know what that's from, by the way. Yes, it's from the musical A Day Does Go By. Exactly. <laughs> and it's the... Stephen Sondheim, Merrily We Roll yep. Along. Just what you said. I'm going to ask you to back up a little off the microphone, and I'm, I'm going to ride the button. No, Sorry. no. No, just for these voices. Oh, okay. Only for... No, no. We're all loud. You're loud. I'm loud. Yes. Elliot, he's been known to get loud. Occasionally, but not right now. Not right now. He's got... If you guys can see him, he's literally so sitting back... back Laid back, leg crossed. I'm on my this second. Cool glasses. I'm on my second. Wait, I'm on my second. No, 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 no. no. Oh. We, had a drink. Like, we, we did a show. We had a podcast yeah. before you got so here. So I'm on my second. Oh. I'm on my second heavy duty drink this, of the day. I got the and we're having flat. six more after you leave. <laughs> but I was so grateful to have gotten both in the same year, and it was amazing. Ah, uh, mazing. Okay, you got them both at the same year, but which one came first? I don't know, Gary. That's hard. It was 1999. I can't think back that Then far. let me hear a bit of your Mrs. SpongeBob, that big old whale woman. Pearl Crabs. We had a really fun episode that I, I pitched with the other ladies, actually, where we go on a, a trip together. And she's, I knew, because I saw the picture, I knew that she lived in Bikini Bottom, and she was the huge, just like, boom, boom, animal. Yeah. So I was like, okay, she has, to stop, she has to be like a teenager, but she's got to be like really big. And then, so that's how that came out. Um... I just knew she had to sound like extremely large and I couldn't sound like a gay man, which is always my default to be like, hi, how are you? So she came out like that. And I don't know, I gave her some kind of giggle to make her kind of like. And, and she, you have a little bit of that thing at the, ah. the, base, the base of her. Yeah. yeah. And then I knew she laughed because she was just like a daddy's girl. And then I knew she cried. The, the episode, I think it was that she cries a lot. So that's where they're like, daddy <laughs> came from. And then they just would start to write it in. That's good. And now That's it's like great. 17 generations later, and people are like, are you guys still doing the show? And is Tom Kenny dead? And it's like, no, Tom Kenny's alive. He's directing it, okay. and we're on season 13 coming up. Uh, before you do that other voice, so one day uh, my agent calls me, Elliot, and goes, and I pick up the phone and goes, oh, God, God, thank God you're alive. <laughs> and I was like, what are you talking about? He goes, on, on Wikipedia, Wikipedia, you're dead. I had died on Wikipedia. Oh, I had been God. found... I had been found um, a few days later in my family home. Oh, really? Which is crazy because at my fam my true family home, there is never a time when someone is not home. There's always somebody in and out of my family home. So that would have meant like I was Atlanta just sitting family in there. Home or yeah, here in, LA. in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. I would have just been sitting there dead and people walking around <laughs> me for days until they found me. So I talked to Tom Kenny about it. I was working with him. Oh, God. And he said at that time, he's like, I pretty much die every year. Yeah. On the internet. Uh -huh. yeah. And it's usually in a car wreck. Oh. That he's dying every year. He's the best director. He is so good. It's so uh, it's so fun. When, well, I didn't know he was directing, and I was in the booth one day, and he was giving me direction. I was like, he's gotten a little bossy, quite frankly. Yeah. 
And then like the scene that he wasn't and he stepped outside. I'm like, oh, congratulations, you're directing the show now. Okay, good. I just did an episode <clears throat> two, uh, a couple of weeks ago and this went back in to do some work on it. Last week. On SpongeBob? Yeah. Yay. And, he, and I had no idea that he is standing beside you doing his SpongeBob character and that the narrator, the French, yeah, the narrator. For, guy. for six minutes, 17 hours later. So he's doing that yes. guy. Uh-huh. And he's directing you at the same time. Wow. He's doing all, Stupid all of those hats at the same time. And the wow. nicest person. And doing him well. But seven, 17 years? 20. 20 years. 20 years, Gary. 20 years. That's, that's really amazing. A fantastic 20 years. run. I know. It is. And then Family Guy, of course, I got killed off because I'm sure somebody's going to ask that. Uh, like 10 years ago. Um, and I was like, there's a whole movement on Twitter of like, bring Diane back, you know. I was like, she could be a zombie. She could have an evil sister. That happens on soap operas all the time. So uh, we're still waiting for that to happen. But it's so funny, though, because... Because now you can watch an episode from any season at any time, like on DirecTV or whatever. So in my mind, your character's not even dead. Absolutely. Because I can watch, I see that character, and I watch that show a lot. I know. And I see that character all the freaking time still. Do you know that I did the original, it was like a pre-Family Guy, Family Guy. It was called Larry and Steve. Um, so anybody who's like diehard Family Guy or Seth MacFarlane fans, he was graduating Rhode Island School of Design. He's so f- stupid talented. And um, he had like a pre like he won something for his senior year to like do a thesis. And he came out to Hanna-Barbera. Yay, Hanna-Barbera. And Chris Zimmerman Salter, who I owe my life oh, to. Oh, Chris Zimmerman. I love Chris Zimmerman so much. Oh, wow. More than just about anything. And she was like, do you want to come in and this really young, talented guy won this award thing? And do you want to come in and do the female voices? So it was just me and Seth. And it was about a guy and a talking dog. But the premise was so different. And I, like, sold the dog a mattress. I'm like, thanks for coming. Would you like a mattress? You know. And cut to, like, we wrote letters back and forth because you didn't have emails. And I don't think we even had telephones. You know, you would just, we didn't have phones. I'm kidding. And, um... So we were friendly and whatnot, and we just lost touch. And all of a sudden, one day, I'm going in with Alex Borstein and a couple of other people to test at Fox for Lois, you Dang know. It. And I was like, I walked in the room like, Seth? And he's like, hi. And I'm like, oh, my God. It was, the premise was so different by that point. So I got the newscaster. And then, of course, Phil is like, you know, Ollie, wow, Ollie yeah. Williams, black yeah, you with a forecast. Guy, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but the best thing was to be like, and back to you, Trisha, what is it, Trisha Takanella, our yeah. Asian reporter. Um, and Alex does that character, but that was crazy. That was such a crazy fun time. Dang, that's for I mean, for somebody to have two years on a cartoon, seven years on a cartoon, but a 20 year freaking run on the other one, mm-hmm. and, and then on fit, this one, almost 20. Yeah, how many, how many years was it on? What's 20 minus 10? 10 years, 10 years. Ten years. That's yeah. amazing. That's yeah, fantastic. Yeah, I'm very grateful. How often do you go? <clears throat> I'm a professional voiceover actor. I know. I know you do TV, too. You, AP yeah. Bio, right? Yeah, yeah. AP oh. Bio. Yeah. Um, crazy Jewish, overprotective mom. I, I, you know, it doesn't occur to me, so, like, until someone's like, you know, congratulations on blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, wait, what? It does, you know, I just feel so blessed. I really feel like voice acting is the truest form of, of storytelling. You can't raise an eyebrow. You can't put your hand on your hip. It's like all that has to come through your imagination. If you don't get a picture or a speck of the character, as you well know, you have to make that shit up. And it's so much fun. And the more drunk you are, I'm going to go home and do the best audition later. But um, it, you, it, you have to just be fearless and play and 
like my, my biggest advice always to people is like take an improv class. You have to be willing to just be mm-hmm. like and just like regurgitate up a mm-hmm. character, you know. Mm-hmm. And then the other day, this was so weird. I was at uh, Cafe Gratitude, mm-hmm. Gratitude Cafe or Cafe a Cafe Gratitude. Yeah. And I was like in sweats and like no makeup and my hair pulled up in a ponytail and I went to go get some celery juice because I'm doing that whole celery juice thing. Oh boy. I will just say this, Elliot. Yeah. A couple of months ago and it's back now. It's totally back. Look, Elliot, you know I love white people. I love them equal to black. Sure, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to – I'm not going to judge who's black or white. Yeah. But a couple of, we- uh, couple of months ago, white women had wiped – L.A. out of You can't celery. get celery. I tried to prime video it or prime what? video. This prime is not a joke. From Whole Foods. You can't listen, get it. Listen to this young, young, curvaceous, <laughs> high cheekboned, uh, recognizable throat over here. Yes. Am I telling the truth that celery was gone <laughs> yes. in L.A.? You can't get it. It's sort of like the earthquake things. It's like, there's no more batteries. It's just like terrifying. But yeah. But a couple of months. They, they were juicing it. White women. <laughs> well, they, white women didn't, white didn't, women didn't juice it. Men and other women juiced it for the white women, Correct. but the white women were consuming Correct. copious amounts of celery juice. Uh, on what premise? Based on what? On the premise that the natural mineral salts in the celery help alkaline your stomach and clear out your liver and blood and all this stuff. But I have noticed that my, my skin, hair, and nails, I'm like, oh, I'm so fancy. And um, my legs are a little less thick. But um, it helps with digestion. It helps with everything. Hmm. Like, it's, it's. I don't know what the fuck yeah. it does, now, but it's amazing. what if you just ate celery? Would it it's do the different. same thing? No. It just, that just gives you gas and bloating. But if you take the, <laughs> if you drink the celery, But if you're looking different. for gas and bloating. Which, eat I, celery. Eat which celery. I am. Yeah, eat yeah, the celery. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And if you're first not used to it at first, you're like, whoa, I better do it first thing in the morning before I'm oh, out in public. Oh, is it like that? Yeah. Oh, oh okay. But well, I was at Cafe well, Gratitude. Fibrous. What? It's it very is very fibrous. fibrous. Yeah. yeah. You can't eat the pulp. You just have to do the juice. But then they start to kind of crave the juice. I, like, you wait 30 minutes and then you eat. I love it. Huh. I love it. It's so good. It's, 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 I would imagine, it's, is it peppery? It would seem like it was celery. It's like salty. Celery salt? Huh. It's like salty and earthy at the same time. Huh. I think you should come up with a tequila celery drink you would make a quadrillion two months ago you would have made five quadrillion now you will make still make a quadrillion right i that's that's fine i don't see i would have said before trillion yeah it's a a trillion so what happened at the gratitude cafe gratitude so it's done with a high a high end some would say high priced vegan restaurant in la where you walk in and they will make you say stuff like, what are you grateful for? And you're like, oh, oh fuck off. Ask. I'm hungry. I'm grateful for like a, a, some tortilla chips before you feed me. That's exactly. My full entree. Okay. Um, I had had a hor- – I'm getting a second cocktail. Yes. Yeah. I had had a, a, a really bad breakup and we had had couples counseling across from the street from Cafe Gratitude. Oh. I was like, I'm never going back there again. And but. then I was like, you know what? I had therapy one day and I was like, I am going to Cafe Own Gratitude. It. And I'm closing up this circle of like, yeah. So I went in there. And then I'm finished with this it's just amazing meal. And then I go over to like the prepared food section. I'm like, I'm gonna get some vibes. It has like twenty five milligrams of C B D in it. And um for my shoulder injury, in quotes, and then some celery juice. And so this guy I said, Thank you so much. And the guy goes, Are you Bonnie's mom from Toy Story? And I was like, Yeah. Wow. And he's like, Oh my God, you just have that I knew that was you. And I said, Did you look at my check? Are you gonna stalk me or something? You know? And I had no I was not curvaceous or high cheekboned at that moment at all. So there's no reason he would have known Wait who a minute, I am. Where were you at that moment? 
I was in the main restaurant, and then I walked over, you know, the part where you can but get... how did you lose your curvaceousness and high I don't know, because I was wearing... Because I had been crying. Oh, okay, I see. You just looked... You were dressed in a very... Right. Uh, manner in a downtrodden manner. And apparently you were hooded, so I looked homeless. cheekbones. Correct. And then I... <laughs> then So when I went to go get the stuff... He, and I was like, are you going to, like, there's no way he could have like, looked and been like, wow, who is yeah, that? Yeah. No. He just was like, and I, he said, I'm just a, a crazy person for voiceover people. And as you know, that's so awesome. He's like, knew my whole career. I'm like, thank you so much. So wow. to go back to your question from eight hours ago, that always makes me really happy. I'm sure you get the same thing. Uh, I'm, I, there's a couple of characters that I've done that people really really enjoy and I and I enjoy doing them to this day you know and one of them what are your favorites my hands down favorite is Uncle Ruckus oh no God. no question from the boondocks so no no question about it but I I really just enjoy what you were talking about playing which is to me the joy of voiceover you really get yeah. to play Friday I did a job and my voice is still a little rough because it was one of those that you end the day on a Friday screaming mm-hmm. and you know uh, so sometimes it's real work, but mostly it's just real playing. fun. It's, it's play. playing and committed yeah. to playing. And you know what? I don't have those vocal cords of steel. I'm always like really jealous of either. our fellow. I have to warm up. I have to do today. I did. I did uh, an audition before I left, and I won when I get home, and because um, it was due Friday, and I forgot. And an hour drunk. No, and um, I was like, shit, I better. And I did my little vocal warm up. I have yeah. to warm up, and I usually warm down, and I tell everyone to do that because I can't just like. Bah! Bloody murder. And I think any of our fellow colleagues who, well, Tom can. Tom, yeah, I, does, I, I don't know how he does it. I'm not, you know, a, a couple of years ago, I uh, I had voice issues. But until then, I was n- not ever a warm-up guy and definitely not ever a warm-down guy. Yeah. Until, Warming down is, I would imagine you I have to a, do that after. How do you warm down? Just the, like the same things you would do to warm up, like trilling, like. to an inanimate object right now. Yeah. But you just kind of hum and sing down the scale as opposed to up the scale because your vocal cords have just gone and they're not coming together. So you have to tell them like, hey, sweetheart, hey, baby, it's okay, you're all done. Quiet, quiet. And you just tell them. I want to go to bed to that most nights. If you could record that (laughs) to me, hey, baby, baby. Hey, baby, baby. You've done everything you could do today. You did a good job, baby. You did a good job. all done. Yeah. Please. Record that for men to go I, to sleep. You know too. I will. Okay. Okay. You should. Uh, dang it. Uh, he recognized you from the Toy Story movie. What is your most rec? If 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 they don't know you, like some some people now like him, they're freaks. They go, oh, I know everything that yeah. she's done. I know everything she's knew everything but, and on camera stuff too. And I was like, that's weird. Because I I was not it's a weird. It, and I, again, there's no way he could have looked me up. He was in a different part of the restaurant. Yeah. It was weird. Do you do a lot of, do you do a lot of the, uh, what do you call it though, the, the um, cons? Do you do those a lot? Sometimes, I'm going to, com- I mean, not Comic-Con. I'm going to Dragon Con, which I'm super excited about. Is that in Atlanta? It's in Atlanta. Atlanta. It's like yeah. Mardi Gras meets Comic-Con. There's like yeah. raves and people yeah. like having when sex is that? outside. That's my hometown. I need to get over there. You do. Have you have never you, gone to Dragon Con? I, I went maybe the first time it was there. Once a long time ago, I think I went, but not since I've been uh, voiceover. That is yeah. the weirdest Not since you've been uh, face-talking, as my friend says. <laughs> mm-hmm. Not since you've been mouth-talking, uh, yeah. face-talking. Yeah, since I've been mouth-talking. Mouth-talking. When, when are you doing that? 
It's at the end of the month, so I think it's over Labor Day weekend, so like the 30th, 31st, 1st, 2nd, something like that. Oh, September? And I don't do a ton of them because, you know, all of our highfalutin friends seem to be more of a draw. I'm sure it's because of the SpongeBob 20th and Toy Story, and so that'll be really fun. It's crazy there. I just hope to find a husband outside in one of the raves outside the hotel. Okay, you probably will. Let me do this as an Atlantan. Uh, I was born in Atlanta, okay? Mm -hmm. I know the city of Atlanta. I'm of Atlanta. I was born in Atlanta proper, Elliot. Yep. Grew up in Fayetteville, Georgia. Mm-hmm. But I was you born were, at Grady Hospital. You were in Atlanta through and through. Atlanta, Not Atlantis, and Atlanta. Not a, oh, wait a minute. Never mind. I have gills. Atlantis. <laughs> sorry. Uh, no, Atlanta. Hey, guys. Uh, Gary Anthony Williams here with a very important message uh, for all of you attending Dragon Con. There is a woman down there who needs... AC blown on her nether regions all the time. <laughs> a tequila and a firm handshake will get you a marriage license with this lady. Don't miss the opportunity. Don't miss out on the Alan Tunity, Lori Allen. Oh, very nice, very nice. The nice. Alan Tunity. Very, very okay, nice. Okay, that's yeah. my PSA. It could drag like con. Because I, I also I lived in Atlanta for a few years and and uh, went to drag it's crazy Con. right and it's it, it is a crazy show I have I've uh, still have friends there who do like the they do the costume parade oh the cosplay uh, thing yeah, yeah. That, and and so they like cause there's like a big parade in the in, like in the morning and they do that thing but the weird I went the first time I went I was standing online uh, to to get my badge and there's cosplayers everywhere and this guy standing in line i don't know it was like it was like one of those disneyland lines yeah and so wrapped I guess around in, and yeah around. and i guess he was in front of me and so and it was this middle-aged guy in this basically like this black body stocking <laughs> and and some kind of wig and some kind of like an elfin ears and the only and and a little bit of makeup and he had Talking about nether regions. No, oh, no, he had like a cod. A, a, no, a, a he, thing. He, well, it wasn't a cod piece. A cod I, piece. I, I, don't know. I don't. Maybe it was. I don't know. I, I'm not. I'm not. Look. I don't. I don't. I'm not up on these things. No, but no. but it was some kind of adornment <laughs> over his over his nether regions, and it seemed to indicate it was like, look, I'm here for for one thing only, and 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 one of those two. Well, I guess two <laughs> things. One of them is I'm here to be a sexy Cod man elf model. Mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and the other thing is i'm here for people to look at my nether regions sometimes the girls that come up and you're like oh honey sweetheart your vagina's hanging out and i Uh-oh. hope you're gonna get home okay and sometimes a lot of the cosplayers have bo because they've been wearing that outfit mm-hmm. to a couple of other cons yeah. and you're like mm. but i'm still nevertheless very happy to see them i i i to me like super fans like that they make they kind of make the world go around. Like you may have a regular fan, but those guys are really invested in you, no kidding. your career, what you're doing. They know it. Yeah, and now they're actually sitting at the tables next to you because they have their own following, yes, which is yeah. amazing. They've yeah. committed their career to to do that. It's it's, it's extraordinary. Yeah, I I had met uh, I met a cosplayer there, uh, and then I saw her at San Diego Comic Con, mm-hmm. like that later that summer. Or maybe it must have been. I don't know. Maybe I saw her. She's probably you know, making $4 million dollars. Actually, you know what? I I was work. I I was shooting some stuff at San Diego Comic Con that year, and then that, and then in the fall, I saw her at at Dragon Con, and um, 
It was just, it was just, and and she just, that's what she did. She traveled yeah. around, cosplayed, usually as Princess Leia in the bikini. And mm-hmm. uh, I, I, I thought, well, that's, I mean, that's a career, I guess. Yeah. If you can get it, it's, it was, it was nice was, job. It, if you yeah. can get it, and, and you, you can get, get it if you try. Good, try to be good. Try. Mm-hmm. Hey. Mm-hmm. It was fascinating at any, at any rate. Yeah. So uh, those cons can be fun. Yeah. I, I, I enjoy, I do enjoy them because I, first of all, I'm, nerdish in my own way i'm not a super nerd like elliot is animation producer comic book nerd yes i'm not These things com- are true. i'm not a comic book nerd i'm not one of those but i love uh, i love a freak show and i love to be part mm-hmm. of a freak show and i love it the freakier the people are the better that's just fun it's like halloween to me watching a great <laughs> halloween thing whether yep. i want to be dressed and involved or not or just watching the whole show of it i love it i love those cons I want you to come to Dragon Con. You know, I might come down there. It's at the end of... I auditioned for a movie that if it's shot and I got it, then I'd be down there at that time. If not, my friend Tommy Fudge. You should look him up when he's down there. Tommy Fudge? Tommy Fudge. F-U-T-C-H. He didn't get teased as a kid. (laughs) No, he didn't. I don't get it. Uh, (laughs) His nickname is Buck Fudge. Buck Fudge. Uh, wow. Maybe that was That's a good was voice warm up. Buck Fudge. Buck Fudge. Buck Fudge. Buck Fudge. Don't say it with the Buck Fudge. Buck. Fudge Buck. Tommy Fudge, one of the funniest people in the world you will ever meet. What does he do? Uh, improv, comedy, uh, that kind of thing. Uh, well, I hope you get the movie. That's exciting. Yeah, if I get the movie, that'll be great. If not, still, it might be pretty sweet to hang out down there. We would have it's so much fun. Show. Oh, it's my a God. Fun show. The Marriott, they let you take your drinks through as if it's like New Orleans. They carry, and all the security guards are like, hey. You know, they've got like a gun, and you just dance with them. and It's it's like insane. It might be a cosplayer with a gun. It might not be really a security You know what? I, 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 might, check, I check think that's time. true. Yeah, I'm going to check. Uh, I, I was looking through your things, and I'm, I'm going to let it go soon. I know we have some questions <laughs> from the internet. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Henry Hugglemonster, it, it appears that you were on that show for a, a little bit. As the mama. Yes, it was fun because I got to. It appears that way. It appears that way. And the part of mama is Lori Allen. Um, So Tom Kinney and I got to play husband and wife. And what was so funny is his voice was like, hello, mama. We were a bunch of like monsters. And we had monster kids and everything. And there was always there was already a UK version. And Brenda Blevin, is that her, the English actress? Yeah. Played the mama in London. I was like, oh my God, that's so exciting. What was her mama? What was her London mama like? I think she was very much more like up here. But they said it was like an earthy. This is why I love teaching voiceover. I'm drunk, sorry. But um, you, I literally can't, other than you saying that you're drunk. And tipsy, whatever not fi- drunk, whatever just fire is burning my leg. <laughs> other than, <laughs> other than you say, like I cannot tell that you have are tipsy. And by the way, she Ubered oh, here, mm-hmm. so I want the audience to know that you this told woman, me to do that, and I'm so said, glad you, you did. I was about to get in the car. I'm like, well, that's stupid. I said, you Uber, I will make sure that Elliot pays you. <laughs> I hope I <laughs> thanks, said Elliot. You're welcome. I have, I have a lot of singles in yeah. my pocket, but um. <laughs> So I got to be like the mama who's like, oh, babies, I love you so much, my monsters. So that was really fun because the specs, and I got to see her. She was like kind of wide-eyed with like big eyelashes and little horns and this pretty little dress. And it Mm. said she's a real earth mother, but she's kind of dingy, but she's a wonderful mom. So I was like, okay, I always tell people like, what what celebrities do you do well? Or what celebrities do you do bad? Like, we're not going to know if you're doing uh-huh. a bad Goldie Hawn. It's just going to be a fun character. Yeah. So I was like, let me just do my Goldie Hawn. You know, that's a great... <laughs> and let me just add some warmth to her. So that voice was up there. And I'm always yeah. like, low voice, you know, 
Lori. And then Tom was like, hello, I'm Dado. So that was fun because I don't think anybody oh, knew great. that that was us. So that was really fun. That's fantastic. It is. And what you just said about the best characters you got, worst characters you got, and work with those. Yep. No one's going to know if you're doing a bad, you know, uh, Sylvester Stallone or a bad uh, oh. Gary Anthony Williams. So you may as well just do some fun characters. I mean, characters are also like people. I always try to tell people like you have every character that you possibly could know. I mean, that you have in your in your repertoire by just having relatives, in-laws, college roommates. There's at least six people to draw on right there. Mm-hmm. So when everyone says, I don't know, how am I going to come up with original characters for voiceover? I'm like, they're already inside you. You know, so that they're already like living there. You just have to kind of be willing to bring them out and either make fun of them yeah. in your own mind behind the mic and just have fun with it. You know, I, I think Dan <laughs> Castellaneta, I'm 99 percent positive. This says that his Homer Simpson was him trying to do Walter Matthau. And he he has a he said, I, I he's like, I have a horrible. But the, also remember the early days of it. When yeah. It was yeah. Like Tracy Ullman show. Yeah. Oh, yes. He's like, I have a horrible. Walter Matthau and I couldn't do it but it came out as that voice I can kind of see that yeah, I can, I can see kind that. of hear I can it totally in my head see that. Yeah. yeah especially the early stuff yeah especially, yeah, early especially stuff. Yeah. yeah he was just grumpier and uh, he was a he was he was not a nice Homer was not a nice dude no no, no not at all uh we can we can literally go on forever I know and talking and asking questions right. but the internet has questions the internet has questions mm-hmm. Elliot, hi interweb Elliot what is on the interweb uh, well, we're going to start on Twitter, and uh, our old buddy CG, who never fails uh, to 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 have some questions for us. He likes to he likes to rapid fire them. Uh, so uh, we're going to ask a few from him. Uh, first question: uh, Which which do you like better, uh, voiceover or being on screen? They're both. I, they're, it's literally 50-50. I love voiceover so much, but I'm actually a theater person, so I love theater first, then voiceover, then on camera. So AP Bio on screen right now, right? Well, uh, it just got picked up for a third season, so hopefully the right. parents and, will come and on on Hulu. Uh, uh, cause it, I guess like, so. Yeah, because I know NBC. Yeah. NBC just pimped yeah. NBC pimps yeah. out everywhere. So yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Great. Rock Thanks, on. CJ. Okay. Uh, he says. He done. says. Here, he says. You look so young. What is your secret? Is it not eating animals? No. And, and drinking a shit and ton of water. Celery. And that celery. And that juice? celery juice. Don't you don't you sleep on that celery juice? Yeah. It's okay. uh, my mom is. I moisture. I never. T- I could be snot flying drunk, and I'll, I'll never forget to take my makeup off. But I drink a ridiculous amount of water, like at all times. I have my water bottle here, but um, I swear, being not eating animals somehow put a pin in aging. Like look at Gary's skin. Mm, Gary's skin is ridiculous. Skin. Yeah. It's flawless. I'm I have the skin it. of a a, 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 a young beat, Elliot, a, a young beat. Oh, yes, <laughs> yeah. a young Elliot, <laughs> a young Elliot. Blake. Yeah. yeah. Thank um, you. That's very sweet. Um, let's see. All right. Uh, uh, what's your favorite Netflix show? Mm, is Fleabag on Netflix or Amazon? That's I can't Amazon. remember. Oh my God. Okay. Um, Would it be Fleabag if it moved to Netflix? Yes, okay. I love her so much, Phoebe. <laughs> uh, she is. It's so raw and funny and. She breaks the um, the fourth wall when she's you know, she's like stripping people to get over her grief. I just I love that. that's what my pilot do the voice is about. It's great. It's I love her. I love that show. Excellent. Okay. Uh, uh, Lemonades. The Lemonades on Twitter ask, "What's your favorite episode of SpongeBob?" Ooh. Um. Probably um the whale of a birthday. Because I got to sing uh, with Andy, Andy Paley and Tom, wrote, Tom Kenny wrote a great song, and Andy's played with the Beach Boys and everything and wrote for them. So I got to be like, it's all about me on my birthday, you know, just this crazy song. It's a great episode. And then the one coming up where all the girls go on like a 
a sleep away and scare the crap out of each other. I can't wait for that one. Nice. Uh, by the way, I have to, I, I have failed to mention this. I'm a huge Pee Wee Herman fan. I know this has <gasps> nothing to do with that. Huge Pee Wee Herman fan. Had my son watching some old Pee Wee's Playhouse. And then they like, oh, Pee Wee's live. Yep. Going to be downtown at Pee Wee's Playhouse live. Like, yes. Asked my son, do you want to go? Thinking he's going to say no. He's like, absolutely. Good for him. We go to see Pee Wee. And his, the whole time his voice is sitting there. I mean, he's sitting there with his mouth. Just uh, like, okay. wow. Because it was flawless. Who's playing Cherry? That's one right here. Freaking cherry can, in the I just sing this song. You can sit on me. It was just such a dirty, crazy song. It's like, I love you, Pee-wee. Come and sit down on me. Always. It was just it was oh. it was such a weird honor. Like, so the the breakdowns came out for that. And there was mostly on camera people, like a few voiceover people, those of us who went both ways, like Phil, like you know, no, Phil, Phil Lamar. Lamar. Um, your good pal, my good pal. And so, but you're understudying uh, Lynn Marie, who does Miss Yvonne, who's like, I'm not worthy uh -huh. to Lynn Marie, right? So I go in this crazy dress from, I went to the Goodwill and I bought this crinoline thing and these crazy shoes and this like tiara. And I walked in and Paul Rubens, he was like, hello, Miss Yvonne. And I was like, hello, Pee Wee. And that was that. And then we, we started rehearsal like a week later and it, he was redoing his show that was at the Roxy um, from the 80s, I think. Um, and it, it was incredible because there was like half the, sh you know, John Moody and all those guys and, that did and Lynn Marie that played, you know, um, all the original parts. And then and then the rest of us who were like, Aye. like, you know, we don't know why we're here, but we're so lucky. It was crazy. It I'll was, never forget was, that experience. It was absolutely amazing. And I went backstage after, you know, and, and talked to everybody. It was Unbelievable. It was really amazing. It and was I got to play like Ginger the Horse. It was like, hey, Cowboy Curtis, how you doing? <laughs> And then we got to be the flowers and the fish. And it, it was, I'll just, I'll never forget it. it How was many just, characters did you play in that? The flowers, the fish, cherry. Uh, what did I just say the horse's name was? Uh, yeah, ginger. Ginger and like something else. Uh, I can't remember, but at least five. It was, it was so, oh, it was wow. ridiculous. That was very cool. It was magic. It, it was, was magic. magic. I agree. Sorry, sorry to interrupt the interview. No, no. Go no, ahead. Please, please. Uh, okay. Uh, switching over to Instagram. Um, you talked a little bit about Pearl's voice earlier, but how did you? Uh, but uh, Colton Fagan Price wants to know uh, how Hi, did Colton. you find? How did you find Pearl's voice? Colton, it was you. You were my inspiration. <laughs> Good job, Colton. Did you ever know that you're my hero? Uh, like I said, I saw the picture of her. I knew she had to be ginormous, like like seventy thousand times bigger than everybody else in Bikini Bottom. So I knew that she was going to talk like a mall girl, like daddy. And then I was like, if I just make her bigger, like slow, how you would slow down a record or something. Yeah. So that's kind of how I came up with that. Awesome. Um, okay. Uh, oh my, a flood wants to know what's something every voice actor uh, or actor, just maybe a not a voice actor, should do in their daily routine? Uh, they Well, first of all, if anybody really wants to be a voice actor, I would always concur with, with I'm sure, Gary and Dee Bradley Baker is, is take an improv class because mm -hmm. you're a voice actor. You're telling a story, but with you know without anything else but your imagination and your voice. And also daily hygiene, like Gary and I were talking about earlier. You can't just be like, I have a really cool voice. You have to like know how to use your instrument, what it can and cannot do. Um, so I would say like vocal hygiene and making sure you're in a good acting class and like improv. It's it's important to be able to call upon your crazy like at a moment's notice. Okay, very good. Uh, Anna B forty four oh six wants to know what is your favorite color. 
My favorite color is purple. Has it always been? Like I went. Yes. Through, I'm not. I'm never. I'm. In, I don't have a color right now. Maybe purple might be it now. I, I love purple. It's like soothing and it's for abundance and all that hippy dippy LA shit. But I love purple. Okay. I love pink and purple. But the purple deeper is very purple or which which no more like uh, I'm seeing if there's like uh, on your live space short video like this kind of there's okay. this in between like this kind of just yummy okay. lavendery but a little mm -hmm. bit darker purple. Okay. I love that. All right, I might switch to purple. Later. Okay, okay. I wish you would. All right, but a deeper one. that's going to be a deeper one. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, all right. Uh, two more questions uh, from Instagram. Uh, Micah Slow wants to know what's your favorite comedy movie. Wow, I, I just saw Bridesmaids last night and oh, Young Frankenstein. Okay. I can't, I can't. That's why I have undercarriage in my head for Melissa McCarthy. I cannot get it out of my head. I love Bridesmaids. I love that it was written by women. That it won a was it a Golden Globe or an Oscar for best writing? Uh, I, think I don't know. I, don't know. I, it was definitely nominated for an Oscar. Yeah, I know. It would I, I don't remember, but I know it was nominated. Yeah. I, it's so. just like go, ladies, go. Yeah. Hey, hey. When I saw that movie, to me, it was the best comedy of mm -hmm. the year. Oh, it was yeah. just brilliant. Yeah, absolutely brilliant. Yeah. From that opening scene of her leaving the bed and getting on the uh, the the not garage door opener or the gate. Oh, the, the getting on the gate. Is she having like that walk of shame out of John Hamm's just place? Just brilliant. And it made me want. I have a friend who works with a bunch. She works almost totally with guys, who are constantly telling her that women aren't funny. And whenever she does mm. that, I send her a list of funny women. Like you run all of these by them. And if you ever want me to go to your office and explain to these guys mm. why they're stupid. That is stupid. Let yeah. me let me help you. Let me help you if you don't she's from a different world. Like I'm from the comedy world. I will tell you, I can match any of those comedy men up against a comedy woman any freaking day of the week. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. That movie made me so happy. And then Madeline Kahn and Young Frankenstein. Oh She's like my heroine. Tired. As her tired of being alone. Yeah, I love, I love, I mean, she's my everything, as is Carol Burnett. Uh, and the Carol Burnett show is just what I grew up on. Like, I watched the Carol Burnett show, Soul Train, and Pee Wee Herman. Like, everyone else was watching, like, kid stuff. And I was like, get down on it. And then, like, watching uh, just the crazy shit. So, my yeah. theory used to be. Elliot, this is when I used to see black and white. Uh -huh. I knew the difference. <laughs> yes. My theory used to be if there was a white kid who could dance mm -hmm. in, in my age range, mm -hmm. they watched Soul Train. Sure. Mm -hmm. If they could not dance, they did not watch Soul Train. All you have to do is con constantly watch. If you watch people dancing yeah. a lot and you listen to the music, you will be able to move. I got voted best dancer in my high school, yeah. most talented, because I was the only one that would be like, hey. I just was like, and yeah. my ex used to say, teach me how to dance. I'm like, well, stand up, first of all, and don't sit on the couch. Let's practice. And then act like you're having sex, but just standing up and then move your arms around in like kind of a circle. And he was like, yes, yes. I got it. Mm -hmm. And see, that's how you teach that, people that, to dance. That's how you teach them. Stand that's up. That's very sexy. Act like you're having sex and <laughs> yeah. move your arms. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Because you know how when I have sex, I'm like an Irish step dancer. I don't yeah, move my you, arms. You don't, yeah, it's only oh, waist down. Like, waist down yeah. sex. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> kind of like a fish flopping on the beach. <laughs> a flounder, though, with both my eyes on the same right, side. Right, yes, of yes, of course, of course, naturally. Um, <laughs> all right. Um, uh, one more from Instagram. That weird Alexis girl. Uh, she wants to know, what's one thing you tell yourself to get out of feeling down? Hmm. That this too shall pass. All right. To do your best. Very good. Yeah. Okay. okay. I, I, Elliot, I'm going to have to agree. Yeah. Time. Time helps best. a lot of things. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and I know you, you know want what me to disagree, Elliot. Nah. 
Time takes time. Like whenever I'm going through something hard or I'm like my career or love life, it's like time takes time. And I just have to trust that I'm in the right place and that I am universe, God, higher power, like whatever you want to call it, like I am being taken care of and that this too shall pass. Whatever funky time is, I'm, you know, sometimes there's no way around it, but through it and then that you will come out and you may not always get, it's like the stone song. You may not always get what you want, but you're going to get what you need. I just came up with a saying from what she just said, ain't no way to do it but to go through it. That's true. It's also or true. the best way to do it is just to go through it. That's mm-hmm. the only way. Oh, the only way to do it yeah. is just to go through it. If you it. avoid it, you're not doing it. That's and right. And you're not getting through it. That's right. Yeah. One so, day at a time. Absolutely. Hop on your feet. Eat some. Well, no, no, no. One don't day eat, some <laughs> no, eat some meat. <laughs> eat some meat. <laughs> not some, in this crowd. Eat some pseudo meat. There you or go. coconut meat. There you go. Okay. Oh, oh yes. Yep. Some jackfruit. Uh-huh. <laughs> jackfruit has become the new meat. Uh, By the way, we're going to invent something and we're not going to. Oh, I think I might be bumping. We're going to invent something and we're not going to say what it is. Nope. I might invent it before the night is over. You oh, you already <laughs> did. You explained it very clearly. I might clearly. make it before the night is over. <laughs> okay. I wish, I wish you would. Can't say. If you do. I'll tell you off air. If you do, call me. Mm-hmm. I'll come back Can I stay over. and have what you're making? Is it like something well, you're going to make right I have now? To go. I have to go to the grocer. Well, I need to take, I want to take a sunset hike if I can tonight. But I, what, what's your? Oh, well, that's, that's a big path. Okay. Big path. We can do it. Uh, and I'm, I'm one of the guys who want, I want a piggyback. I want to get piggyback front. No, <laughs> piggy front, piggy front rides. <laughs> have you ever given you one of my piggy front rides? Oh, yeah, of course, yeah. 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 When I hike with somebody, they're getting a piggy front ride. It's one of the best rides. That's <laughs> one of the best. Right, you're undercarriage, though. So we'll, we'll hide. And I love your um, nature stuff on Instagram. I love you so much. Okay. Thank you. All right. Uh, I think we'll do, one, we'll do one more question, and this one from Facebook. Uh, Keyshawn uh, Hi, Keyshawn. Someone you know. Yeah. All right. Sweetheart. Uh, he, he wants to know. Uh, and actually, here's here. It's actually it's a two part question. Part one. Uh, what's your most uh, challenging part to play or what has been your most challenging part? Ooh. Ooh. Oh, Ricky. Uh, oh, what's yeah. been my uh, voiceover on camera? You know what? I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to swap on over to on camera for a minute. Because some of the, as I get older too, as I'm sure Mindy would agree with you. Mindy Sterling and I, who played my best friend and my pilot, do the voice. We um, we are we're so used to as voiceover people looking at the page and doing improv that when I have to learn lines, I'm like, oh my god. Um, uh, so playing all those like procedural stuff, which I'm always right for, like to play the judge and the this. And the, I'm actually not old enough to play a judge just yet. I mean, you I can am. be a young judge. Shut up. Yeah. Elliot's so, a judge. No, no, no. So no, um, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. no, no. I don't understand what you're knowing to. Because if I get a, I'm just around the corner from getting a Cialis commercial or a judge audition. But that stuff where you're actually just spewing information, Mm -hmm. I find very challenging. Because it's not like I'm in a scene where we're being funny or we're like husband and wife and we're having a whatever. Mm -hmm. And we're not best friends or something like that. So I find some of the procedural stuff challenging. And I have to find the character in the story and go back to my method days of like, you sing like Ethel Marmon to try to, you know, to try to get my acting chops really grounded so it's just not like information I'm spouting off so sometimes I find the procedural drama stuff which I seem to get cast in challenging a a friend of mine who's on one of those procedural shows said what was he on the show and talked about it like he kind of Brian T then he said he kind of makes it uh 
Oh, uh, tell I, me. Kind of what like a can song, I learn? Kind of, right? I, like, yeah, something like that. He kind of listens to the rhythm of it. Yeah. So, yeah. Thank you. That's actually yeah. very helpful. And you're a singer. Mm-hmm. Though you shouldn't, not with your furniture around you from your apartment. <laughs> Shut up the singing and start with the acting. <laughs> uh, was- All right, yes. And, uh, and now part two. Part two of the question. Uh, have you ever done multiple characters in the same scene? I presume this. In this, the same scene? In the same, in the same scene. In the same scene. On Family Guy, on SpongeBob, I've talked to myself. Is this what other additional character? I think on every show, like Swat Cats, which, which is my first series, which was like, oh, my God, Frank Welker and Charlie Adler and Candy Milo and everybody was in that show. I had to talk to myself. I've, I've always talked to myself in real life and in my job. <laughs> so you were, you were very well prepped for it. Yes. For doing it. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Per- honestly, Good. yes. All right. I think we've done it. We've done it. We've asked all the questions from the internet. We did. Uh, that, I mean, there are more. We oh. could go on, but there at some more. point we have to let you go. We have, we have to. Yeah. And uh, Elliot, yes, to, sir. to let uh, a peach like this go, I mean, I think we have fully shaken her tree. <laughs> and we sure we sure do enjoy your peaches. Thank you. Uh, I Elliot, made I know for you. We, uh, th- thank you. I know we have a lot of stuff to say at the end yes. of the show, Elliot. Yeah. Where to find us and yep. where to reach us. All that procedural stuff. All the procedural yeah. stuff. So before we do, before we do, and that's the stuff people need to listen to. That is, yeah. If they have to skip the rest of the podcast, yep. fine. Yep. To, tune in in the last minute or so. Yep, that's where all the important that's stuff That's where happens. the important stuff yeah. happens. Really, an absolute pleasure. Thank Absolutely. You. Just an American pleasure. I love you. I love you, too. I love you. Oh, Elliot. thank you. I love you your work. Uh... Fight the good vegan fight. I'm not Amen. the kind of vegan you are. Yes, you are. Hush. No, I, I, I wear leathers, you know, uh, all all leathers. You don't eat death. Don't wear Oh, death. no, no. I don't. Wait a minute. <laughs> Hold on. Hey, yeah. <laughs> I might start wearing like a, a cucumber skin. Like my purse a is a cute leather. So are my shoes. See? I just bought a new car and the interior, just the way they describe it, makes me want to hit them. <laughs> they call it a vegan leather. Just don't. Just say it's something else. Right. Just say it's cough. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. It's just or non leather. Whatever. But they literally describe it as. They a could vegan have just leather. said Corinthian leather. Corinthian leather. Yes. Yes. Especially saying it like that. Corinthian. Corinthian. I figure Fine. there's just like one or two leather. things you can do for the carbon footprint and being being nice to animals and like not wearing leather. It's just like a small scunch of what we can mm, do to make scunch. things better. Yeah. Just a scunch. Just a scunch. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I have to tell you one vegan thing before I say goodbye to her, if it's okay. Please. I'm at Earth Cafe the other morning, trying to get a quick food. I buy the fruit plate, blam. Then there's a little board beside the, the register that said vegetarian chili. And I turn to the lady and I go, hey, what keeps that vegetarian chili from being vegan? Usually it's like, oh, there's cheese on right. it. So you're like, oh, but we can there's put it on egg the side. Egg, whatever, yeah. yeah. So uh, she goes, I'm not sure. She goes to the back comes back out and she goes, oh, oh, the reason it's not vegan and it is vegetarian is it has just a little bit of chicken broth in it. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's, that's, not, that's, not, that's not, not vegetarian. That is not vegetarian. That is not vegetarian. Now, for the average Joe walking down the street to listen to this podcast, I don't expect people to know what vegetarian right. or vegan is. Right, I don't care. They have other things to worry about in their Not life. having animal products. Right. right. But they might not know that. They right. don't work in a restaurant. Right. This is a restaurant. And she mm-hmm. went back to the kitchen. And ask the people who prepare it. But you would think, I mean, look, vegetarian is pretty, like, vegan, I think people may not totally understand what that is. Vegetarian, though, it's pretty clear. That's, like, not a meat product, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're putting a meat product in it, that it becomes 
not vegetarian. Not vegetarian and, at all. And, and, and while chicken broth is not meat, it is still of the chicken. It is of the chicken. It is of yeah. the chicken. It and is it, just squeezed chicken meat. <laughs> yeah. And the whole animal agriculture, before you guys finish, like it's it's causing so much of our, like by the time we could, with the amount of resources that we spend feeding the animals and all that stuff, like we could be feeding ourselves, you know what I mean? I mean yeah. like have a, and it's all cholesterol. So like it's start, like when my dad had heart issues, I was like, oh, that's going to be easy. You just cut that, Get rid of that? stuff out. Yeah. Out of all the problems I have in my life, Elliot, Mm -hmm. and one is never aging. (laughs) That's a problem. Duh. Cholesterol is not one of them because I don't have any meat. Oh, we're going to. Mine dropped 22 points. Mine dropped 22 points going vegan. There you go. Yep. Want to live longer, go vegan. Yep. Lori Allen, we love you. I love you too. Thank you. Elliot, it's time. Time for her ultimate something. The ultimate question. Question. The ultimate question. Where can people find you? On social media. Oh, my God. Um, I seem to have a lot of numbers involved. I don't know who Lori Allen is, but it pisses me off the whoever she is before me. No, I'm kidding. I think I'm on Twitter as just Lori Allen 1. And then on Instagram, I'm Lori Talk 4. And my Facebook fan page, I forget to post over there enough. I'm so sorry, guys. And that's I think that's it. Or you can huh? just call me. All right. Bring me plantain All right. chips. All right, great. Let's put her phone number on the uh, <laughs> Especially if there were the way. Well, she'll already be out of Atlanta. Well, okay. Well, here's an important. Actually, this is an important question. Is that your is that your phone number on your on your water bottle? <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> because I think I might. I will make sure that before we. I have I, a, I, I have we'll, an app called Nudifier that I can. Yeah, I I, 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 can, okay. I can get rid of it. Yeah, I can, I can get rid of it. So, just in, just in case. <laughs> I'm not sure what side of the bottle yeah. wound up in the picture, mm-hmm. but just in case. That's because um, if it was somebody else's number, who cares? But ah. but I don't I don't want to get back yours. Um, Gary, where can people find you on social uh, media? At Gary A Williams on Twitter. At Gary Anthony Williams on Instagram. Elliot, yeah, I'm going to turn the mirror to you. Yeah, the black mirror. Yeah, where can you be found on the socials? You can find me. Why don't I play a superhero called the Black Mirror? And then when people are doing something racist, yeah, I make them see themselves as themselves, but as a black man, and what they would have to go through at that time. Well, there's there's the show. That we're gonna sell based on this episode, the black, uh, mirror. Yep, the black Netflix, mirror. Netflix, boom, just yep. bought. I just yep. got but not Jeff that, Adam. the Black Mirror. Another no, no, one. right, yeah. Um, Maybe it's called not that the black. Not mirror. that, the <laughs> not black. that Black Mirror. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> you can find me uh, on Twitter and Instagram at Elliot Blake, E L L I O T B L A K E. You can find the show uh, on Twitter at Gary and Elliot. You can find uh, find us on Instagram at Day Drinking with Gary and Elliot. You can find us on the web. DayDrinkingWithGaryAndElliot.Simplecast.fm You can email us at DayDrinkingWithGaryAndElliot at gmail.com You can find my book, Create 100 Cocktails at Home Bar Guys. Deep dive into the art of cocktail creation uh, in print on Amazon and as a PDF, if you like that sort of thing, uh, on Gumroad. And uh, if you have enjoyed the show, and I am sure that you have because we've had a wonderful guest today, um, you can do several things uh, to let us know. One uh, is to give us a star rating. And Gary, you know, uh, in the last episode, uh, it was up. It was well over a thousand, over a thousand stars yeah. as the maximum. Yeah. Oh they, my God, stars! Give know, us a thumbs They up. knocked it down. They knocked it down. What's the maximum? They knocked it have? down now to six hundred and forty-three. Okay, from a well, thousand? From from well over, well over a thousand. That is so crazy. So, I don't. I and I. You know, six forty-three still seems like a lot. That's a lot. But we'll take them. 
I mean, like, we'll we'll take them. We'll yeah. take the maximum allotment of stars. Okay. That's uh, weird. We'd, we'd be we'd appreciate it. Yes. The other thing that you can do is uh, if you're just discovering the show now uh, and you haven't yet hit that uh, subscribe button, uh, hit it. That's the big thing that Hit helps it. us find that helps us find great listeners like mm-hmm. you. Uh, and uh, finally, uh, the last thing you can do is that you can go to our merch store at uh, teespring.com backslash day drinking t e e s p r i n g dot com backslash day drinking, and you can put a day drinking with Gary and Elliot uh, t shirt on your very own chest. Is it only and for men? It's for men and for women. Oh, yeah. I want one. That's and just like with earthquake stuff, I won't wear any pants. I'll just wear that and sneakers. Okay. All right. That's, that's great. I'm buying her a T-shirt. Okay. If you are, if you will go on our Instagram and Donald Duckett yeah. with the danger with Gary and Elliot, I'm buying that T-shirt. Okay. Yeah. And Elliot, you know I refuse to buy anything. I, I know. Yeah. Um, so you can get a t-shirt, you can get a sticker, uh, with, with Gary and, and my face on it. Um, and why wouldn't you want that? Yeah. Uh, you can get a coffee mug, uh, with a show logo on it and it, and it says, really, it's just coffee in here, mm-hmm. but you don't, but people don't have to know Mm-mm. that you've got something else in there. Uh, and, uh, you can also get a tote bag, uh, with which you can tote around your coffee mug and your mm-hmm. sticker and your t-shirt mm-hmm. or other things. We're not going to tell you what your to choice. Do. The nice thing about uh, for us is that you're advertising our show, but the the, the and you're good not th- using plastic, and you're not using plastic. True. But there the other go. the other thing is is that uh, right now 100 percent of the proceeds uh, from every sale uh, are going to every town for gun safety uh, because we really feel like things need to change uh, here in this country. We're supporting that organization. Um, we need amen, to amen, we need amen, to amen. do something to to uh, uh, to stop that particular uh, madness. So um, so. Please uh, uh, go ahead or just donate to every town. Uh, that's fine. We don't care. But if you want to have a, a shirt, we're we're happy to have you uh, yeah. have a shirt. So, and I think I think that does I think that does it. I think we've talked about all the things we did, and uh, I can we talk did. no more. I can talk no more. You you you're you're out, Elliot Blake. Out. I think uh, Elliot should say and seen and and, and seen. seen. <laughs> uh, uh, last thing, is there anything that people should watch for you coming up in oh, before yeah. we get out of here? Um, I don't think so. Just go enjoy Toy Story 4 because it's just so beautiful. We have the toys now. You know, Andy went off to college and now um, we have the toys. It's just, it's, God, it's such a beautiful... I've seen it like three times. Will every I cry? Time, I, heard, I heard I might cry. You'll laugh your purr off and then you will cry, yes. I, it's just I a beautiful I literally don't know. Wait, what part of me did I just laugh off when you just said um, that? Your, the, the right testicle. Okay. Yeah. That's the one I don't need. Right. When the doc, when I was asking the doctors, it, it, it was a late dropper anyway, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, <laughs> they think it's going to drop next month. They think it's going to drop like next month, and I was asking <laughs> the doctors, should I just get really like whatever? Yeah. Dude. And then do the voice dot com, which you play my therapist. You just didn't know because we had to cut you out and the pilot. Oh. You didn't. You knew you were cast, and you you read the script. Maybe not. Um, yeah. But you play my crazy only speaks in metaphors therapist. So you can go to do the voice dot com and watch that. All right. Oh. Am I back in? Yes. When oh. it gets sold, you're back in for the first episode. Oh, when it, when it gets sold. Yeah. Right. Okay. Well, that's good enough. Might take a minute, but we're okay. All, All right. right. All right, good. Uh, Elliot, thank you for being Elliot Blake. Gary, thank you for being Elliot Blake. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Gary Anthony No, Williams. no. I, yeah. Elliot Blake. You're yeah. welcome. <laughs> Lori Allen, bless you, child. Bless you, too. Hashtag bless you, child. Thank, thank you, you for being baby. here, for lending your insight and your talents, and your get up and go get them, and your cheekbones, 
<laughs> and her very recognizable voice. Yep. And the the look, the the curvaceous looking, yeah, l- curvaceous looking yeah. personage. Right. Yeah. It's yeah. just a yeah. I patted my hips and boobs. it's just a look. It's just a look. Yeah. It's just, just a look. look. Yeah. I can take it off and be like, mm, I'm some size two. Yeah. Oh yeah, you could. Speaking of size two, Elliot. Yeah. That means size also. Mm. Mm. Yes. Also spelled backwards is uh, Asla. Yes. That's O S L A. Which is the misspelling of Oslo. <laughs> which is the misspelling of Oslo, which is in what country? Norway. Which is in Norway. Yes. Oh, my God. There is no way that you should ever miss <laughs> this show. I agree. And I'll tell you one other thing. Yeah. If you are enjoying this show and it's in the middle of the day and you're enjoying a drink, remember to do so responsibly. responsibly.